And hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bump of the Night Paranormal Radio. I am Matthew Ferry. I am joined by my co-hosts, which are... Christian Sakara And Patrick Palella. Uh, this is the third episode of our podcast. Tonight we cover three topics. I'll let Christian go ahead and read you off what the topics are. Alright, so this evening we will be covering Ouija boards, mm. remote viewing, and dragons. Alright, so which one, because you, you wanted to start with which one first? Uh, we're going to start with the Ouija boards first. Um, right. Because uh, Patrick also has some uh, another story to tell that he has. So should we should we give a little rundown of the history of the Ouija board before we, we let him get into his personal experience? Or? Yes, I, I think we should definitely give a little bit of history, a little bit of backstory uh, for the Ouija board. Right. Um, of course, uh, no one really knows the true date or data when they were actually created. Uh, they have seen uh, people have recollections of them dating as far back as in like China, about eleven hundred A.D. So, the, so basically, this is an item that just kind of appeared out of nowhere, and then people really don't know where it came from or how it got here. I'm not, I'm not saying that's like, ooh, a demon did it. I'm it's, just saying like that's kind of a weird, weird thing that you have something that has once again, which is weird. Our, our other topic tonight, one of them is dragons, and somehow there's just these things popping up and different cultures, and they all have a similar, similar uh, description or you know it's, use. It's almost as if it's an item that's shrouded in. Mystery, yeah, almost, yeah, basically, from its origins to skepticism to. Well, no, because what was it? it was eighteen fifty six? There was a, a guy that created 18, a... 1848 was the uh, first uh, thing with the uh, Fox sisters. No, I know, but what I'm saying is in eighteen fifty six, eighteen sixty five. No, we went over this the other day. Eighteen fifty six was when like the planchette was. Ah uh, yes, the planchette. Yes, was I think eighteen. Yeah, was that when it was? When that, when that that was when that was either made or banished uh, by. Oh wait, no. This eighteen sixty five was the first planchette. It was banned in eighteen fifty six. How would it be banned in eighteen fifty six if in eighteen sixty five it didn't exist? Well, in eighteen forty eight, it was when the uh, Fox sisters were doing the. Um, That's when they had their paranormal and the paranormal stuff happen. Yeah, I understand that, but there's there was something to do with eighteen fifty six. Said that in that video. So okay, so the planchette made it easier to communicate because back then they had they were just board either boards or tables. No, no, it wasn't tables. No, back then most people would uh, sit around and keep repeating uh, the alphabet and wait for knocks on a wall or on a table. In 1856, Kirby was the uh, gentleman who uh, designed a style of the planchette, but it wasn't called the planchette until 1865. Yeah. Okay. At least that's what I have here in a little note. All right. Okay. So that's... And then 1865 was when it was first actually called the planchette. Mm-hmm. Before it was... Uh, Charles OG. Charles Kennard uh, invented it. Mm-hmm. He invented the board. And he also put the... Uh, instead of using the wheels, the old planchette had wheels on the bottom of it. You would put like a, a pencil or a pen in there and move it around. The problem was it was hard to read because the letters wouldn't separate. And words wouldn't be spaced very well because there was no way to move the pen or pencil up and down. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. So just like squiggly lines. And then um, after that, he actually um, he put like little felt um, knobs on the bottom of them, which is very similar to what we have now. It hasn't really changed in the last um, several centuries. Basically, it's not. No, it's pretty much stayed the same. I mean, th- granted, there are different variations yes. of it, but yeah, it's I all mean, the yeah. same. The um, concept is the same. 
Th- yeah, there are. Uh, and, I, and I've seen other other items that are very similar in a way, but not Ouija boards, like the pendulum one. Mm-hmm. I was mistaken. I don't think there is a Vincent Price one. I think that's just my mind because of Pit and the Pendulum, the movie right. that he's in. And I thought it, it made sense that there might have been a game called, you know, because, oh, Vincent Price and the Pit and the Pendulum. That makes sense. But or it's or the book movie. by Stephen King called Edgar Allan Edgar Allan Poe. Oh wait, I got the I got the authors mixed up. How? Because I read some a little bit of Stephen King and a little bit of Edgar Allan Poe, and I got one's amazing, the other one's garbage. Can you guess which one is which? Stephen King garbage. Pretty much. It, uh, some of the stories are. Okay. I, I I feel like, and I know we're getting off topic here a little bit, but real quick, I feel like Stephen King's short stories seem to be the ones that like are the best, like Stand by Me, uh, Shawshank Redemption, um, Green Mile, The Shining, The Shining, all. No, it was a full book, wasn't it? it was a no, book. I think The Shining was a short story. I think it was a short story, but it did get an actual full book huh. release. But, like, his short stories seem to be, like, the one... They, they get the best movies made, too. And that's what makes it cool. But as far as the Ouija boards, yeah, there's different there's different versions of it. There's different things you can do. You can get you can even get a Ouija board on your phone now, from what I understand. There's, like, a Ouija board app. Yeah, it's really stupid. Of course. I, well, yeah, because it's... Come on, man. It's, like, obviously, it's like that ghost... It's like the, uh... The ghost radar on yeah. your phone. Oh my god, it's horrible. But yeah, there's there's different ways to talk to the dead. But the Ouija board is the most uh, prevalent, most known. It's the one that's stuck around the longest. They don't make the pendulum one anymore. I haven't seen it anyway. Yeah, and the original names for it were talking board and spirit board. Yes. spirit board. Um, yeah, because uh, Ouija board came from when they were they were using, using it and um, popped up Ouija, and they're like, "What does that mean?" And it just said, "Good luck." And then, yep. I mean, what does that mean? What are you telling me good luck for? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a scary thing, if that is actually true. The way they got the patents really interesting, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, they, uh, they said uh, if the, uh, the name the name served me correctly, it was uh, Helen Patrice. I spelled that right? I think that's spelled wrong. But uh, Helen something. He filed for a patent after the board re- revealed his name, which was unknown to all involved. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he said they had to, they had to prove it. Yeah, but the, the other thing is, is there, there is speculation that the person who had created the board that was trying to get the patent actually worked with a lot of patents and stuff beforehand. Mm-hmm. And could have known the guy through people, you know, like which kind of makes sense. You know, you, we're very, we are, we are supposed to be very like thorough on this stuff. So if that's the case, I mean that that is more of a scientific answer. As far as paranormal goes, I'd have to throw that out and be like, oh, we just knew the guy. But, well, yeah, uh, and uh, well, you also. He also explained the when, uh, like after they did the board and stuff. After he said that if the board revealed his name, he would patent it in the next day. What I'm saying is, is the guy getting the patent could have known through other people because he dealt with patents before that he could have just known the guy's name through other channels. Yeah, that was the guy. In 1901, William Full. William Full. He was the one who wanted the patent, and the guy that Patrick just said is the one that they went to. Yeah, but what I'm saying is William Fold had something to do with the patent offices before, from what I understand, or from what I've seen. And um, what I'm saying is he could have just known, like, this guy's an idiot, I already know his name, he doesn't know that, but I know his name. I mean, it's not a, Helen is not a name you'd forget, especially if it's a guy. Just saying, it was like back then especially. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how, um... After the Civil War, the use of the Ouija board increased. And people tried to use, people used it more in 1865 than they ever did, because they were looking for. If you think about it, they had so the Ouija many, board was created after 1865. So. No, I know that. I'm talking about the popularity to use it. 
If it didn't exist, how are people going to use it? Because it was created in what? What did we say? 18... Well, the idea of it was created in 1848 by the Fox sisters. Yes, but the actual Ouija board And the itself. actual Ouija board was made in 1865, which was the first so clinchette, the reason, though, but not the actual first When it came board. to the Civil War, the reason people started using stuff like that, the reason the Ouija board's success came so great when it first came out in that era, was because before then, people were wondering how to get a hold of loved ones or find out their fate because they couldn't. There was no... Back then, it's not like you could like look up on the internet like or post a picture like, have you seen this man? Yeah. So, back then, there was no way to get a hold of people. And the only way to get a hold of people would be to talk to them if they're dead or through Telegram or through, you know, like stuff like that. So, the thing was, they had a problem to where people would go to... Spiritualism became really huge. It, like, blew out of the water because people thought, oh, well, we can get into this and we can we can talk to people and find out, you know, maybe find out what happened, find out the fate of this person. But back in that era, what I was saying before is people would sit around a table doing like a seance thing with candles and stuff like that, and then somebody would repeat the alphabet over and over and be like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K... So they would, re- they would repeat that over and over again. So if they'd ask a question and then start repeating that, somebody with a pen would sit there, ask the alphabet, or say out the alphabet, and then they'd wait for knocks when that letter came up. And that's how they'd get their, their supposed messages. Yeah, that's what the Fox sisters did. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, the Ouija board was very successful because of the Civil War and the possibility of learning the fates of loved ones through it, which, once again, could be proved or disproved. Mm-hmm. It actually happened. So... And to have a board translate... Ouija, or have some translation that actually means good luck. It's kind of... Yeah, because is there any... like? There's no words in any sort of language where Ouija means good luck, from what I understand. But it's not Latin. No, it was the Egyptian. Um, I think they, it was Latin. But then again, they think that they think that the name was actually a mess-up because the locket that the woman was wearing when they, they got the name Ouija oh, was... Yeah. Uh, it was a woman. Uh, it was What's like, the name of what they think? Yeah, Guida. It was a. Uh, she's like a very famous activist or something for women back in that day, which is kind of unheard of in that day. But you know, she was she was in the locket of the woman that was doing the Ouija board stuff. Well, Oe Oe is French and Ja is German, so that's where a we- late nineteenth century Ouija board. Yes, but that doesn't translate to good luck. No, it doesn't. That would be yes. Yes and yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. It's a yes, yes board. <laughs> not a no. It's a yes, yes. Yeah, it's not a no nine board. Well, because but to have but to have because in France no it means no, and I don't mean that in a joke way. I mean like no is actually I think it's still no. Yeah. And then no in Germany is nine. So if it was no no, it'd be no nine. No nine. Yeah. It'd be a no yeah, nine you're board. right. No nine. Well, yeah. no yes nine. Yeah. Well, you yes nine and a half. Yes nine. Nobody gets that. If you if you're see nobody's gonna get that joke. Though. That's their problem. I know. We can't have inside jokes like that around here. Um, so yeah, I mean the Ouija board's a very, very uh, interesting thing. Do I, Christian? What else did you have on the Ouija board that you were able to find? Um, so the patent was officially by Parker Brothers in 1966. Even though with 1901, William Floyd flued. Full. Full. F U L D. Well, no, because there was who was the guy that the guy that created it was Kennard. Charles Kennard is possibly the one who invented it. Okay, so Kennard, um, he had a very, very odd death. William Fold. Fold is the one that had the odd death, where he fell out of the... Oh, that uh, was Fold that had the odd yeah, death. he fell out of a window. He fell out of a window and was able to catch the window, but then had the window closed right. on his knuckles. And then it kept falling. And he survived the fall. Yep. It was the bump in the carriage on the way to the hospital that, that shifted his ri- his broken rib into his heart and killed him. Yeah, that's a really weird way to go for some. It's not like oh he died of ninety seven. Maybe, maybe that's why you don't ask 
how you're, uh, you don't ask when or how you're gonna die from the Ouija board. But you think he knew, so it caused like a final, like it, it was a final, uh, final destination type scenario. Like well, he knew. Well, if you think about it, when you play with the Ouija board, you don't know who you're talking to. Basically, you don't know. No, because even one of the uh, one of the people involved with creating it, she had stated that uh, on her deathbed, stated never to play with Ouija boards. All they do is tell lies, and she helped create it. And that was all because of something that happened in her family with some jewels or something going missing. Yeah, and uh, then. It, the Ouija board blamed it on one of her family members that she didn't agree with, and it caused this huge divide in the family. So the Ouija board is shrouded in mystery, but it seems to contain a lot of like I can see where the uh, the the strange I don't want to say aura, but the strange uh, occurrences, huh? Not occurrences. No, the I word just, you're looking for. yeah, the word I'm looking for is like this, this strange. I guess aura would the aura that's connected to it would be aura would be a pretty good word. I don't want to say aura though because that's not I'm not only like in a psychic a way. strange attraction, a strange attraction. The strange attraction to bizarre seems to follow this board. Like I said, there there's many ways. There have been many games and stuff that deal with talking to the dead. There's a VR game you can do too. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. you can even do that. Uh, what is that Charlie Charlie thing with the pencil? That works stupid. No, that was already. I think that was already considered us. But realistically, I mean, the only way if it works is if we tried it. So I mean, even the Ouija board. I mean, like I can sit here and say the Ouija board's bullshit. So I've never had anything happen. But that doesn't mean that's the case. Uh, because I do know people that have had experiences, you being one of them, and we're going to get into that. Over several, t- several experiences, more than several. Oh, okay, so, um, Christian found out a little bit more about that, um, uh, William Fold, where he worked, had worked, he's worked as a varnisher, he claimed he learned the name Ouija, or Ouija, I've always said Ouija, which is weird, it is technically pronounced Ouija. Hmm. Uh, when Fold took over production of the good boards, he believe he says it was um, an ancient word meaning good luck, which is a different um, story than a lot of other things have, because it says he came up with the word. It's changing the story of the well, history. Well, he said that he used the Ouija board, which isn't changing. Even it, it even cuts out that one lady's story though, which is kind of weird. Hmm. So, so, and, so even the history is like kind of. No even, one really knows. Yeah, even the exact history. Why? And how? How did it become popular and be you know something that like normally you like people wouldn't mess with like or let their kids mess with became a child's toy and that's still to me like you could buy that in any gaming store or not gaming store but any like store with like board games like we had it at Toys R Us man and we had different versions of it. we had like a glow in the dark planchette version and stuff like that we had the real wooden one which I wanted so bad but it was like 60 bucks so it became this popular like kids attraction when in reality it was kind of designed for people that were dating that wanted to touch hands without being criticized and ridiculed and it also helped people that wanted to supposedly talk to the dead supposedly up there. so I mean have you had any experiences with the Ouija board Christian I, I personally haven't really I have I haven't had any at all. Um, I've heard uh, stories. Yeah. Um, that's really about it. Um, I do know that uh, within, I want to say, early 60s, 70s, though, it became more of a fear thing and not necessarily like uh, uh, because of the Exorcist movie. Oh, that, that movie terrified people. I mean, you yeah. had people, you'd had, you'd have people lined up around the blocks to see that movie, and then you had people in that same line of people that couldn't even stand and sit through the whole thing. And people have also used it within the within that time frame, 70s, early 90s, to uh, solve, like, try to solve crimes with it. Yeah, I want to go on record here, like, I'm not saying psychics aren't real or are real, but for everybody that thinks, like, and there, there's certain ones out there that have done this, like, Sylvia Brown used to claim that she helped solve crimes. There's, From what I understand, there's been no, like, factual proof or evidence that a psychic has solved a crime <laughs> with their abilities or using uh, things that mediums would use, like Ouija boards and stuff like that. There's no proof of that happening. 
And another interesting thing, too, is that supposedly um, Alice Cooper used a Ouija board, and that's how he came up with his uh, stage name. That's, I'll tell you right now, that's a lie. I know where he got a stage name. That's uh, I believe that's Betty's mom and Archie. Her name is Alice Cooper. It's, it's, a, it's a character from Archie. I'm telling you right now, Alice Cooper is a character from Archie. Look up Alice Cooper and Archie comics. It'll pop up. I'm not saying that's not true or how he got his name, but if so, that he was talking to a ghost that's just like, I don't know, man. I just, I just got done reading Archie here in the afterlife. Alice Cooper, maybe? Not a possibility. Just the end with Alice Cooper. And like, I don't know, Patrick's over here like silent. Oh, I was phone. waiting to tell my story about the Ouija board. I mean, I have... I'm waiting, I have, yeah, I'm waiting for him to like... I have a whole bunch of stories. Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah. Well, well, we'll start off because if you have a whole bunch of stories with Ouija boards, I could start out where it all began. Yeah. I, from skepticism to... Well, who, wait, who, who is it in Archie Comics? Cause I can't exactly remember. Yeah, but that's the Riverdale. I mean, like... That's the same thing. They didn't change the names of the characters. Oh, yeah, you're right. Betty's mom. Oh, it is Betty. Okay, it is Betty's mom. All right. I'm not going to lie. Riverdale's, actually, Riverdale's actually pretty uh, entertaining of a show. Betty Cooper. Betty Cooper. That's right. Okay, so yeah, that's good. Um, so after we figured that out, is there any more information that you you have or other than the fact that someone in the uh, I think nineteen twenties, I can't remember exactly, but I do uh, someone used it to help write a book. Yes, yes, she did. She uh, it's called like Story of the Damned or Story of the Hell. Is there? I, I've seen I've seen the book. Um, I haven't read it, but yes, she she supposedly wrote the book with the use of a Ouija board. I don't know if it's a bunch of short stories or if it's a novel or what you know or. But she, yeah, she supposedly didn't she didn't have any sense of grammar or no help, knew how to actually write. Yes, so yeah, she supposedly wrote this book using Ouija board. And by 1922, it sold. I want, I want to say it sold about over three million of the Ouija board sold. I was gonna say not the book, people. <laughs> the Ouija board, not the, not the book. It's like it's funny how shortly after the book was released, there were increase in Ouija board sales. <laughs> well, there's always you know there's always like a jump and spike. Like I bet you if you looked every year during Halloween, Ouija board sales probably increase. Probably oh, yeah. more yeah, than likely. More than likely. Believe it or not, it has rules too. Yeah. What are, what are the? How many rules? It has three specific rules. There's three specific rules, but I still say there should be a fourth one on there. Uh, and they are never ask when you're gonna die. Yep. Never play alone. No. Yeah. No. Don't do that. And idea. number three, never talk about God. Yes, never. Yeah, supposedly you're not supposed to talk. You know why? Because God's just done with the Ouija board. He's like, they keep giving these kids somewhere to talk to me. Don't. Just, just look, cut off my Ouija service. I can't afford $39.99 a month anymore. Just get just get rid of it. The ads are horrible. Take a phone. Yeah, get rid of that app. Undownload like, it. Uninstall it. Uninstall it. Get rid of the app. Oh, it's permanent? I just won't use it. It'll just sit on my phone all day. Also, the age range for it is eight years and up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell does that yeah. An eight-year-old does not Let's need give it an impressionable child the ability to maybe let something demonic into their heart. Yeah, no. The fourth rule, though, which I'm surprised is not on there, because this is a rule I've always been told. Anybody that ever has ever... The person who taught me how to use the Ouija board, the people I know that have used Ouija boards, there's a reason why that goodbye is on the board, and it's because every time you end a Ouija board session, you you are supposed to say goodbye to them. Mm-hmm. Because if not, you're pretty much just like... Saying goodbye is essentially letting you... It's letting you close that door. Well, I wouldn't say sense. technically door, or if you want to get like actually into what it is, it's like you're giving a possible entity the permission to channel through you. And if you don't say goodbye, that's pretty much just like that's like it's like that friend that you have. It's like yeah, you can stay here for a couple of, or you can stay here, but you forgot to say a couple of days. So like six months down the road, they're not paying rent. They're just like, hey man, I need mac and cheese. I don't have a job, but I'll find a way. Like that's that's what that's like. That is exactly what that's like. But it's it's a it's a demonic entity possibly. It's like your soul's gone. I owe you one. 
I bought some donuts with it. And then that's, you know, it's like, great. Yes, I made it. I did. I, I made uh, um, a Simpsons reference there about donuts and salt stealing. Or selling. Uh, okay, so what uh, what would you like to uh, tell our listeners story-wise of what happened with you and the dastardly board of Ouija? Uh, well, um, I guess since we're talking about... Since Ouija board is one of the topics tonight, I guess I will talk about uh, my first in, my first experience with the Ouija board. I had first uh, heard about it um, in high school. And even in middle school, people would tell me like not to use it, not to play with it. It's bad juju. And I remember going to... It was Spencer's was where I went. First, I went to Spencer's and I actually bought the Ouija board. I think it was like twelve or fifteen dollars, and I didn't really like. Really, I didn't really do much research on it yeah. before the fact. So I didn't. I at first I thought I thought it was a bunch of BS. And the first I remember the first time I've used it was actually by myself in a graveyard of all places. Well, you've already broken rule number. What was it? it was rule number two? Two out of three. Yep. Or, well, you've broken rule. You one out of three. You've broken. It's rule two out of three. But you've broken one of them. <laughs> Let's see how many others you've broken. Let's see. Um, well, uh, it happened to be it happened to be a cemetery that was across the street from a church, nonetheless. Are you? Is this the one on? Uh, yes. Was this in Stewart? Canada yes. Highway. I know exactly. Yes. We went there. We did an investigation there one Halloween. Actually, got nothing. I almost fell asleep on a cemetery. Yes. Other grave stuff. Yeah, it was uh, one of the back. Uh, you know where like the stone mausoleums are? Yeah. On the side. Yeah. It was it was back over there that I did it in, and I remember I had uh, two candles with me. Mm-hmm. And I had the board on, I don't remember the grape, I don't remember the... I know, I remember the exact location as to where I was, I don't remember the names of tombstones that were around me, I didn't ask. But I remember sitting the board down, I remember putting the planchette in the middle, and I lit the two candles on the side of it, I kind of just sat there for a second, I put my hands on it, I was like, alright, just waited a second or two, a few minutes, and I asked if there's anybody here that would like to communicate with me, can you, can you, can you come talk to me? And at first it didn't really move, and I had to be sitting there for about a good 25, 30 minutes just sitting there doing this and asking the same question over and over and over again. I got no response. Did you offer the Snickers? No, it didn't work. I didn't have any candy on me at the time. I remember kind of hearing, like, footsteps a few feet away from me. I didn't really think too much of it. That's weird, because I think that was one of the only things that happened to us in that cemetery is we kept hearing what sounded like footsteps and we were seeing if anybody else was there. Because it's a 24-hour cemetery. Yeah. You can go there at any time. And there was one other person there, though. Oh, was there? Yeah, he came and left. Oh, okay, well, that, uh, that's all ours. I don't so continue. <laughs> and um, I, I remember, like, hearing footsteps and then going back to the board and sitting down and saying, like, was that you that was making the footsteps? And it wouldn't move. Like, it didn't move at all. And then I remember asking me, can, if there's somebody here that would like to communicate, can you give me a sign that you're here? And I kind of heard, like, it wasn't like, it was like footsteps, but I don't know how to explain it. Was it like dancing or shuffling or? I want to say it was more like shuffling. Okay. But it was like in the grass. And I remember, I remember it being a few, what? Okay, for, for people listening, <laughs> you just mentioned shuffling. And so, somebody was walking through the kitchen shuffling. That wasn't like an intended, like, added effect, but it did work very well. <laughs> that's pretty good. That was like spot on. I was like, "Hey, he's talking about that." I better shuffle. Um, and um, I remember like getting up to see who who was uh, around like the cemetery, and it seemed to be like I was the only one there. And I left the board by itself, and one of the candles were one of the candles were out. I remember relighting it, 
And I remember, like, nothing on the board moved. The planchette, like, stayed itself. Like, it didn't really move that much. And and then I remember asking, like, okay, was that you that was rustling? And the only time it moved was when I asked that question. If that was you that was moving it. What, what, did, it, uh, what did it say? It, it moved it up to yes. And it went back. I was like, okay. And then I remember hearing footsteps again. And I remember standing up. And about, like, I want to say maybe about four, four between, between five and ten feet from me. In between two tomb, two tombstones, there was this there was this like dark, like shadowy f- f- entity, I should say, for lack of better words. And I remember just like standing there and looking at it for a second. And I was like, okay, so like, who are you? Or like, like, what are you doing here? And then all I remember is having it like, kind of pass through me in like a rushed mm-hmm. sense. And then the only thing I remember from that is like blowing out the candles, packing up the board, and just leaving. Yeah. And then ever since then. Did, I mean, did you feel threatened at all? I mean, I felt a little bit worried. Yeah. At first. Cause did you I, say goodbye? I don't think I did. I'm gonna say that's. A, I'm sorry. That's that's an unwritten. I don't know why. Like I, Parker Brothers is probably owned by Satan. That's why. Like, don't say goodbye. Don't put that in there. Just keep that. Well, keep, it's, it's now Hasbro. Still gonna talk to them about something else I'm working on. Dealing with a bunch of whiny puppets, but uh, yeah, I just um, I don't. I, I swear that that's always been an unwritten rule, maybe. But I thought that was an actual rule, rule. But you didn't say goodbye. And here's the weird thing: I'm just thinking about, like, I'm listening to your your story, and I'm wondering because your situation, you're still dealing with shadowy figure. Are you sure it's not the same shadowy figure who might have followed you? It there's a possibility. I mean, do you get like the same feeling around it when you see it, or is it like a? I mean, I'm a little bit uneasy. Yeah. I know that whatever this entity is, I know that it's around me a lot. Yeah. It hasn't really been around that often anymore, but I know that it's still there. Okay. Like I still kind of feel its presence around. As far as that, did you want to tell another quick story about your experiences? Um, there was one other experience where I had... I was actually with my friend Sean. This is another no-no. Uh, if you're going to do the Ouija board, I highly advise on getting a pentagram involved in the situation. You, you mean you highly... You, wait, 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 wait. I advise... I, I strongly advise those that are going to play with it, do not... Um, You're telling people not to, get, not, not to bring uh, pentagrams into the situation. Yeah, basically. Because this is one of the incidences that I had to deal with. Uh-huh. And whether or not activity still occurs in that house, I didn't ask. I probably should ask. For the sake of the people that are living at that house, I probably should ask. But um, I remember we drew a red pentagram out of chalk, and uh, we actually drew it on carpet to make it to make matters even more worse. You and ruined some carpet. Yeah, pretty much. So basically, there was a red pentagram. Was this an abandoned house or something? No, this was this house was not abandoned. So you just decided it was it his mom's? I mean, like whose house? It was, was his mom's house. So you wow, you're lucky the wrath of his mother didn't like. Yeah. Boy. Because they were just about getting ready to move, and they were moving shit out, and the room was completely empty. Uh, the door had no handle, so it... Who okay. takes the door? No. <laughs> Somebody... Well, they took the doorknob off for some reason. And the way the doorknob was set, like, this was removed. Yeah. And this pushes out. Yeah. The same way this pushes out uh-huh. is how you got into the room. So the other side is the room, and he's leaning against the door. Well, this is later on in the story, but that's just a... Yeah, I get it. Okay. okay. I mean, nobody, nobody listening is going to get that. I know, I know. But you guys will, so it's all yeah, that matters. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> it's all that matters. For those who are listening, he's talking about a door handle or a doorknob being off the door and it going, and, and, and you have to push it outward to get into the room? Or yeah. You, or you have to push it into the room to get into the room? Push it into the room to get into the room? Yeah, you know, like when you, does it open inward into the room or does it open, open outward? It opens inward. 
just into, keep that in into mind. Into the room. Yes. Okay, I'm keep, just I'm trying to help them visualize what you're talking about. Is okay. All, all I'm doing. I'm just trying well, to get keep that. keep that and the mm-hmm. fact that it didn't have a door handle in there. Okay. Just keep that in fact. Just keep that in mind. All right. So anyway, we set up this pentagram because me and my me and my friend at the time didn't really think too much of it. Upside down or uh, well, I mean it, it was inverted. So okay, so you were facing you were facing the um, which I mean which way were you facing when you were using it? So that's pretty much the question. Basically, the point was pointed to me. Ooh. So we had and we had the board. <laughs> this is this is what makes it even worse. We had the board in the middle of the, the middle of the pentagram. We had two candles. No, I'm sorry. We had four candles on each sides of the board, long ways and horizontal and vertical. And we had five point five candles. On each points of the pentagram. So uh, there was four of us at the time: uh, me, my friend Sean, uh-huh. uh, his sister, and his cousin. So we all like put our hands on it, started asking questions, and I remember we recorded stuff on a cell phone. It was, uh, like, at, I mean, at, at the time, I didn't really think too much of it. Yeah, I mean, as far as the scientific, yeah, we, I mean, we've had that discussion. But, yeah. I mean, not that I'm not saying it's in, it's not inaccurate evidence. I'm just saying. To people that are like diehard skeptics, they're gonna find a way to punch a hole in it. Yeah. That's what they're gonna. Oh, well, it's cell phone. Like. And um. Anyways, we all had our hands on it and we started asking questions. And the first like thirty minutes to like an hour, nothing happened. So anyway, we had our we had our hands on the board. And the first thirty minutes to like an hour that we were doing that and asking questions, nothing happened. And I remember he was recording on his phone and we didn't get anything on it. And then we started putting our hands on it again. At first, it was me and Sean, and it would kind of move, but not really. And I said, "All right, guys, let's let's all put our hands on it." And then we would kind of ask the, the like uh, the most common question of, "Is there anybody here who would like to communicate?" And at which point it kind of moved to yes, and then it like moved back to like the center. Mm-hmm. So like, maybe I yeah. believe that. No, I, I'm, I'm being serious. I believe when it goes towards an answer, like yes or no, but slightly, I think it's a maybe. I actually do think there's like there's there's actual translations to Ouija speak. Basically. Yeah, 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 definitely. And um, so I had him, I had him like play back the audio because I remember I like, kind of like felt uneasy at first. And I remember like when he played back the audio, and after like not even thirty seconds after I said, "Is there, is there somebody here who would like to talk to us?" So something along that extent. Yeah. Well, there was like a almost like a snarl, like a growl, oh. and it kind of like cut off basically, like the recording just stopped. And then right at that moment, I remember like one of the candles going out. And then every time I relit a candle, another one would blow out. And that happened for about 10 minutes. Huh. That, like, one would blow out, and then this one would blow out. I light this one, and that one would go out. I light that one, and that one would Sounds go like out. Sounds like you're in the middle of mist. It's a game. You have to, like, solve these hard puzzles and stuff. But, uh... Yeah. I, I from a paranormal uh, investigator perspective, I would say, like, that snarl <laughs> and the possibility, like, of physical, you know, candles going out that one it's either something that does not want to talk to you or two it could be inhuman so that's even worse yeah. which hopefully it was not inhuman because then damn I feel really bad because you guys just let that thing into the house possibly yeah did you say goodbye that time I think we did you think it's been years killing me smalls it's been years but I, I think we said goodbye he summoned a terror dog anyway so and then we just sat around like we didn't really touch the board but we just like sat around sat around and, and like talked yeah. about like random things and then I remember my friend Sean at the time because I, I told him beforehand not to do provoking and just keep in mind that of what I said about the door right so he's leaning against this door mind you this is a guy that's between 135 and 140 uh-huh. so he's leaning against this door and he was just like this I remember him being like just like this and you're in the room and, yeah and we're so in the room. once again real quick 
remember people, the door opens into the room. So he's leaning against the door that he's pretty much holding the door shut. Yeah. Okay. And the door has no handle. Okay. So he's leaning against the door and we're all talking and stuff and he and I remember him saying like, Yeah, this is this is bullshit, like I don't believe in this kind of thing. Oh yeah, you can't you can't really do anything. And then shortly after that, the door shoved him. He was leaning against the door and it shoved him. It, he had a he had a like be shoved at least four four or five feet. Did his feet leave the ground or did he just I mean, like, he kind of like stum like he kind of like somersaulted because he was like this like leaning against the door and the way that he fell like yeah he would it was a quick somersault fell, yeah. yeah well he's like he caught himself because most people just face slammed into the floor yeah <laughs> it's like oh Sean you have a bloody nose that's oh, fine I'm used to that kind of thing so I mean consensus I mean do you believe in Ouija boards Christian I mean I, I don't really necessarily believe in them I mean there is a strong possibility that something can happen I mean. But, I mean, it's, like, I haven't seen it, and I haven't felt it. Um, I had, like, a mini Ouija board, like a little yeah, $8 you, you, one. We, yeah. But, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I really don't know. I would have to, like, actually be there to believe it. Because, yeah. too, a lot of people think, even scientists think, that it's just something being controlled under your subconscious. I, I can see that. Um, I, I just take, I generally, like, I don't necessarily, like, I, maybe we should do uh, an episode or a video episode or video vlog of us actually using a Ouija board and see what we can... But I'm thinking, and I'm thinking to take it a step further, see what we could find on the internet as far as the oldest Ouija board we can find at a good price. Um, and we should also probably try to not, like, put our hands on it, too. That would be another way to... Well, we... I mean, you and me would test all scientific possibilities. Yeah. We'll do this probably on a Twitch stream or some stream. Yeah, that would... That I mean, maybe maybe that, maybe that would be our Halloween... Uh, thing this year, maybe we could start. That's a good idea. Getting towards it, but yeah, I would like to find the oldest possible Ouija board we can find for the price. And we might be able to do it at the uh, mangrove thing that we found the other day. I wouldn't do it at the mangrove. Ah, yeah, that is that is a good possibility actually. If we did it at the mangrove thing, it could be at night though. That's the only problem. You're better off doing something like that. I feel like at night, just because okay. if you if you're trying to catch something with a camera or something. Oh, of course, I don't want to do it here just in case. Yeah, no, that's under, that's understandable. You you take the same standpoint I take. As even though you're very scientific with your investigating, like I am, I just generally just tell, and it's weird that we're putting ourselves out on the line here to actually test this out because it goes against what we believe mm -hmm. with this. But uh, even though we don't technically believe in a Ouija board, we generally tell people not to mess with it, uh, just because there is a possibility that you are allowing something to channel itself through you, and it could be really devastating and really hard to get rid of if it does take hold. And that's essentially what happened with Abigail, actually. I know Abigail's not a Ouija board, clearly. It's a six-foot, like... Oh, it's not six-foot. It's like four-foot-tall uh, Raggedy Ann doll. That the, the, the Annabelle movies that are based on it have the doll completely wrong. This doll just looked like an innocent Raggedy Ann doll. And something channeled through it. Because these people that owned it kept asking questions to something that was, like, messing around. So it channeled Annabelle. And it used Annabelle because they gave permission to channel, you know, an object, basically. And, uh... Then they started having these really, really, really bad problems. So yeah, possibly, possibly it does work and it does exist. But generally, I just tell people to stay away from them. I don't I, think they should mess with them. And I've had that conversation with you. I don't. Know another another thing I want to add when it comes to stuff like the Ouija board, I think that not just inhuman entities, but I also think that entities themselves. I think that there's a possibility that they do have the power to talk to you. Yes. I just think that maybe they either don't want to. 
or some of them just have nothing to say. Well, most believe when it comes to that kind of stuff that the ability to move an object takes so much energy for something that is like for a spirit that it would be really hard for them to have full on conversations to a Ouija board. So that's probably how you'd be able to kind of test out what you might be talking to. Like if it's able to have a full on conversation with you, I'd stop saying goodbye to the out of it. I'm sorry, I did just cuss. So yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's just like when you're dealing with the hauntings, yeah, sometimes like, like this can right here, if, if I were to say something, and this can were to move like this, and slightly like move to the right, like maybe an inch, and just, and that's it, and then there's no activity, that could be like a human spirit, according to research. However, if this can were to pick it up, pick itself up, chuck it, chuck itself across the room, hit the wall, bounce off, and then smack him in the head. Smack, smack Patrick in the head. That would suck. I would, uh, would maybe consider having someone cleanse your house uh, that deals with religion, you know. Most likely. Always, 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 if you're investigating stuff and you, and you deal with this kind of thing and you do somehow come across this violently evil spirit and you can prove that it's possibly there, even if it's not, if you're, if you're looking for like a cleansing or an exorcism, please always go to somebody within that person's religious view, like their beliefs. It works stronger if they believe in it. So like if you had a pagan... To come in and like cleanse someone's house with crystals and stuff, it might work for somebody that believes in paganism, but it might not be as strong if it's somebody that's a Christian. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, always go see. Hey, we're giving advice and tips too. Like, we're awesome. <laughs> um, so I think that unless there was more you had on the um, subject for Ouija boards, I think that pretty much uh, I think we should close that out. Um, I don't have any more to say about them. I mean, other than it's going to be interesting for that episode when that comes out. Yeah. One thing I want to say now, though, because we've been talking about Ouija words, and no, the show's not ending, but goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. In a sense goodbye. Of we'll close it out. Ouija goodbye. Board. Goodbye, unless Patrick had anything else to say. No, I think goodbye is a very... Uh, <laughs> Start, what would you win it with that? Yeah, yeah one right. goodbye. Well, I mean, later on, we'll have Patrick tell some more. We'll go back to this and have Patrick tell some more stories, because I've heard some pretty... <laughs> some things that I'm like, I wouldn't... Uh, uh, I wouldn't mess with that, but... Yeah, I wouldn't touch that. Like possible Native American spirits and stuff. That's yeah, cool. I remember telling you about that. So yeah, I, I guess the next topic, because I know what Christian wants to uh, use as the main event, the coup de gras of the show. Uh, I think I said that wrong. Coup de gras. I, I can't remember if that's the right way to say it for finish. It's like a certain... For the for the uh, the next topic, we're, we're doing something a lot, a lot of people talk about. It is considered paranormal. A lot of people might not see it that way, but it is actually paranormal. It's remote viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, Christian seems to have his notes ready and able to go. And, um, we're going to go into the second topic, which is remote viewing. Uh, Christian, do you want me to do it, or do you want to go on about what remote, remote viewing is? Or uh, You can go ahead and start it. Um, <clears throat> one thing that I would say, though, um, is that uh, according to what I've found, I'm sure that it probably dates back further, but in 1971 was when it started with the Russians to remote view to uh, try and get into the U.S. Yes, but it supposedly also did occur with the Nazis, too, in World War II. So, and we will, we were going to be covering that too soon, as soon as I get my book back. Did you, did you read any of that? I read a little bit of it. Kind of interesting stuff, right? Like, the occult? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of interesting stuff. Hitler was a weird, weird individual with some, like, Odd beliefs of what could be possible. We're, so remote viewing essentially is having someone with a psychic abilities locate a target, either like a, an object or a human, from way, 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 way far away with little, no information other than what. I have to cut you off, sorry, um, but the psychic ability thing—they don't—they're not—they're two different things. 
It's not really psychic ability from what uh, remote viewers say. Okay, so what is it? Because to me, um, everything I've read is pretty much... It doesn't say psychic ability, but apparently, come on, you have to have some sort of... I mean, it's clairvoyancy, man. That's a psychic ability. Wow. It has two terms before it existed yeah. as remote viewing that both deal with clairvoyancy. And one of them is like telesthesia? Telesthesia? I don't know how to pronounce it. Synthesthesia? Uh, no, not synthesthesia. Oh. I know you. Yeah, I know that. It's like telesthesia or something like that. And then it was like uh, something clairvoyant, traveling clairvoyancy or clairvoyant traveling. So, okay, fine. So, it's, so what is it then? Well, the reason, like... the reason why uh, they say it's not quote-unquote psychic because they can they get the funding anybody was... anybody can learn it anybody can learn it yes i think it's a possibility basically every person who experienced remote viewing or has learned remote viewing uh they all had the same thing in common that they were visited by aliens see i have not heard that or did not see anything about that because what i'm going on is like the factual shit that i saw factual stuff it's fine it's one word they say it on television sorry people it's way better than what goes down on 8-Bit, all right? Like, we get really rowdy on that show, but this show, trying to not to... So, sorry, I apologize. Well, this I got from a little documentary show that used to be on the, the CW, so I'm not sure how accurate or what have you it is. <laughs> so, I mean... Oliver was... Queen was a man. <laughs> but That's no, not a documentary, was... Christian, it's Arrow. No. It was, um... Uh, I, forget, I forget the exact thing. It was that, like, the... Uh, the disclassified files declassified show yeah, yeah. where they revealed no, the I, I think the show is actually called declassified yeah I think it's like truth or fiction or something declassified truth or fiction or something Some, something of that nature I I, I, I I can't remember the exact name of it but yeah from every account that the people that we trained that had remote viewing from the CIA said that yes. they've been and that's, and that's fine but do you know what else a lot of people claim to have after being visited by aliens Psychic abilities. Uh, not even not even joking on that, dude. Psychic abilities. It seems to be something that the aliens I mean it's possible. Like maybe it's possible. Maybe if they tell maybe if they like subliminally teach these people how to open we don't I mean, we do technically use every part of our brain regardless of what they say. Like you only worry you like that whole ten percent of your brain thing, that's that's a load of crap. You actually do use your whole brain. But I'm saying there might be there might be things that we haven't tapped in with the human brain on a conscious scale that we yep. could possibly... Because I don't necessarily believe in telekinesis, but I know people who do because they've accidentally moved things with their mind and have tried... Like, one of my friends... One of my friends, and I, I and I saw him do it by accident. We were sitting there, and, like, I can't remember... No, we weren't in the bathroom, so... Don't, there was a toilet paper roll or a paper towel roll sitting on the table, and he, like, didn't even touch it but like, man, it'd be weird if that moved right now. And he pointed at it, and it just like shot off the table. <laughs> like, do what? Like, it could have been a gust of wind, like just at the right moment, like a bizarre occurrence. But he swears it's telekinesis, and has been trying. Like every now and then, he's like, "Yeah, man, I'll just sit around sometimes for like an hour and just like move my hand and try to get it to move." And like, he's not been able to recreate it. So I'm, I don't know. I mean, we do. We are an evolved species. That jumps like very drastically on the evolutionary scale. And to add to what you said about yeah. the the mind, with uh, five major organs of the body, we know f everything about four of those major parts. We don't we we know like little to nothing when it comes to the brain because the brain is so complex. It's a, it's a supercomputer. Exactly. Like the brain is so smart, it named itself. Dude, you, you do realize that they are working, and this is kind of this kind of ties into the remote viewing. 
because this takes it in a new, different direction. They're finding ways to download someone's memories onto a computer oh. and store them. Like, do you, do you see how terrifying that is? Like, that gets into Blade Runner type stuff. Like, to where, like, you think you're, like, human. You could be, like, a clone of this person, but you've got their memories. You're not that person, but you are. Wasn't there a movie based on that with, um, with Johnny Depp? That was more like him loading himself into the computer. But yes, mm-hmm. it is essentially the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forget what that was called. Me too. But yeah, they're they're doing that now. Supposedly they're working towards that. And that's kind of oh, sorry that one that one that was an F word. I get a once again I apologize. I get excited about things. Stuff comes out. It's my Irish heritage. I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, if if you can if you can take someone's brain waves and memories and make them, they're using that on General Hospital too, which is weird. They're using that on a soap opera. <laughs> Come on, man! It's Jason Morgan. Don't judge me. All right, Jason Morgan with Steve Steve Burton, the guy that voices Cloud. He is Cloud Strife. That's the reason I watch it. All right, so yeah. He, uh, somebody else had his memories placed in their body and thinks and then and then believe that they were him and that's it's it's kind of cool that they did that but uh, yeah so this is becoming an actual possibility later on and that's that's terrifying I mean that means like at any moment if the government wanted you to believe something else they could just take you and take your memory and I'm not a conspiracy theorist but they could just take you and change your memories and you wouldn't know you would just see the memories because you don't see yourself in memories it's always you know it's always from the first person view because it's your memories so anything could be your memories man me and you mm-hmm. right now this might not be happening this could be i could be somebody else you know that they gave my memories to and then that's what this is we're sitting here talking and i'm seeing like, this is a great memory but it really isn't me and that's terrifying that there's a possibility of this happening. The reason they're doing this is so it leads to them later on. If somebody does, if they do like do cloning and human cloning like that, that well, that's human cloning. That's the six day. But I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Six yeah, day with Arnold. It also has the uh, memory thing too that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, and a remote viewing is kind of the precursor to all this because it's basically you're able and if, if you if you're not psychic, but when it comes down to it, like aliens, psychic abilities seem to stem from them with a lot of people. A lot of people. Are like, when did you become psychic? What else? started when these aliens uh picked me up and uh did stuff to me and then uh i was psychic mm. okay you approve this no you can see the future though okay so i uh, but yeah uh, the men who stare at goats similarly deals with somewhat of a remote viewing yeah because that's uh, based on the uh, cia project the uh but you have to ask me the we, it's, it's the stargate project no the first word that's the first one before it became the stargate project scanate yep oh i didn't know there was a but I don't know if it's I don't know how accurate it is with the uh, movie, but I I'm hoping it is because they referred to these psychic train like these guys that were trained in psychic warfare basically. Once again, if you've not seen the movie, please see the video staircase. Great movie, one of George Clooney's best. But it deals somewhat with the remote viewing thing because he's supposed to be able to pinpoint like targets and <laughs> other locations. And um, yeah, uh, I wish they were really. I don't know if they were, but they were called Je- Jedi Masters or. Like Jedi Warriors or something. Jedi, Jedi Warriors. Jedi Warriors. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. It's George Clooney, Jeff Bridges. It's based on a true story. Please rent it. Do whatever. And uh, Obi Wan is in it too. Yes, Ewan McGregor is the main character technically. Also, I don't. The guy that plays Sully in the new amazingly fantastic Uncharted short movie, he's in it as well. Great movie. Great movie that deals with the topic we're talking about, which is basically. And now you're telling me not psychically, but I'm gonna go ahead and on a limb here because the Russians, the Russians believed in like psychic warfare. Yeah. So did the Germans. So if they use remote viewing, it's probably why. 
Yep, back in 1971. I mean, I have, and this is weird, the person that actually um, asked me to talk about this, I won't say her name, you know, um, I guess she has uh, someone in her family that was part of the CIA, and that's how she found out about remote viewing. Now, the extent of what she knows about remote viewing because of this person, I have no idea. And I'm not going to, like I said, not say names, because if it's not like a declassified thing, bad idea. So, kind of cool. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we, the U.S., after Russia started it a year later in 1972 is when we started it. And it lasted for 20 years. Yeah, and how many, and it was $20 million? Uh, well, it first started off at around either 15000 to 50000 uh, back I mean, in the 70s. Yeah, but by the end of it. it... Uh, by the end of it, uh, da, 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 $20 million, yes, by the end of it. $20 million spent on the possibility of a psychic of psychic warfare. And Jesus based Christ. on uh, what people say, a lot of the remote viewers have been 85% uh, has an 85% accurate rate. Which is weird because it was the, the program was defunct and broken apart because they didn't have any actual proof of it being successful. Yeah, that was after, yeah, so after that, after this, the other S word that I can't pronounce. Sorry, people. Scanate? Scanate. I think it's Scanate or Scanati. If it's Scanati, Scanate. it's like... Scanate. It's, it's, uh, it's Italian. Scanati. Then they went into the Stargate. Yeah, uh, which is weird. Which is weird. When was that? The Stargate wasn't out yet. So that makes me wonder if that's where like the movie got the idea for the name. Like, Stargate! Uh, 95, 1995. Oh, okay, so maybe they changed it to Stargate after the movie then. Yeah, it looks like I put, yeah, 1995 for it. But then after that, like shortly after that in the same year, uh, offic- the official story is that's when it was cut off. That's when we stopped funding. Supposedly. Stopped. Yes. Supposedly cut off. Like, I could still, I could see this still being a thing, you know. Because they, they, the Nazis, and I believe the Russians, didn't just use remote viewing to locate people. From what I understand, they were sending what they believed they could do was send psychic waves over, like, you know, radio waves to manipulate people. Like, you wouldn't hear anything because it's not subliminal. I mean, it is, but it's not like... So they were using these kind of things that kind of manipulate people's thoughts and indoctrinate... What is it? Indoctrinate? Yeah, I think that's the word. Um, them into different beliefs. Which is oddly enough, because we, we, we did that for a while in America and in other parts of the world. Now it's illegal subliminal advertising. Just a little flat... And, and they do that with remote viewing someone. They just, like... They'll give somebody, like, a little tidbit of information and that somehow makes them... Yeah, it's usually just random norm- numbers or uh, uh, coordinates on a yes. map. Yes, but it's, it's, it does allow that. It's a flash of information. Mm-hmm. So it does kind of manipulate their thoughts? Now, even though the CIA uh, defunct it, uh, they defunct. all the defunct, sorry. A lot of the uh, remote viewers did start up their own companies and stuff like that. Uh, 1997, there was uh, remote, looks like remote, R-V-I-S dot... Right bigger, Christian... <laughs> <laughs> you can, what is it? What is it? What is it? You have like it's an arch yeah, yeah, I know. I write small RVIS. Okay. But yeah. That's oh, RVI, RVIS? Yeah, RVIS. Arvis. Arvis. That's the name it's of close one of the. Close to Jarvis. That's so, the name of one of the main uh, remote viewers. That's close to Jarvis, which Jarvis in the comic books was an alien. Oh, no. It's a conspiracy! Kidding, kidding. <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of conspiracies about remote viewing, but yes. Uh, it is a thing. Our government, many other governments have tried to use basically a paranormal ability to find people track people down or to manipulate others into their beliefs it's very interesting that this exists it's very very interesting that at the time it got so much money because in the 70s that's a lot of money like fifty thousand dollars a lot of money yep 
Um, and then twenty million dollars, and that that's in the nineties. So like twenty million dollars from the nineties to now, I'm not sure what that's worth, but way more than what it's worth now, I'm sure. Yeah, there was also it has many, to be worth in the millions. Yeah, there was also many different code names. Well, not code names, but many different project names too. Besides the two that we named, there's also Sunstreak Streaker or Sunstreak, I think it is. Sunstreak. Also, uh, Eagle Claw sounds awesome. Eagle Claw and Gorilla Flame. Gorilla Flame, dude, these are like the coolest code names in the history of the military. Like, what, what department you work with? Gorilla, Gorilla Flame. Flame. Not messing with this dude. He works with something called Gorilla Flame. Codename Gorilla Flame. You can't talk about it. Sounds secret. It What's sounds it? like it would be a high... It sounds like it's very government-regulated pot. Uh, sounds like they're trying to... Like, no, it sounds like they're trying to teach gorillas how to light things on fire. Maybe. Yeah, that was before. <laughs> and I think, Coco. Yeah. Coco, this is fire. Fire burn. See that base over there? Light... Coco, light, light fire. Burn. Like, Wow. Coco would sign hot. <laughs> and there's also four uh, different categories as far as like what remote viewers are. You have the controlled remote viewer, um, absorbent remote viewer, I believe that's what I said. I can't remember. I do apologize for that. But ARV, also the outbound remote viewer or a beacon to so, where you have a beacon. Like so, just there. just like the soldiers that that get kicked out of the military or or get out of the military but don't go back that start their own groups of like so you're telling me there's I know you said it's not psychic but I believe it's psychic so I'm just gonna keep using the term psychic here because that's basically what it, I don't know if anybody can learn it that's fine but you're, then you just told me that people with alien that have seen aliens learn it like and then the uh, fourth one, just sorry for yes. cutting you off a little bit, is um, extended remote viewing, which is supposedly the rarest and hardest. Is that one like the train. one where they try to do it with Mars? Uh, no, oh. no, that was I forget exactly which one that one is, but um, uh, was on the that one documentary thing that we were watching too. Okay, because I didn't know what the I didn't know if there was like that seems like that'd be the code name for it, extended remote viewing. But like, they did do the as you were talking about the Mars thing that was actually in two thousand ten. Yeah, I, I know that. it was newer. And um, uh, they did find a little a base on Mars, but like I said, how you know how Martian Manhunter, how they like lived in tunnels and stuff like that? Yeah. That's what they saw, essentially. That's what they An saw, but there's no way to prove that. But then again, base. we're all wrong about Mars now, because now we found we found actual running water. A liquid water. Well, liquid water. I'm sorry, not running water. Water in a liquid state. Which is kind of cool. We kind of... My theory on Mars is kind of paranormal, bizarre, because I think, I think as a species, I believe that we were here before we came from Mars. Why? Because we're doing the same thing to Earth that we did to Mars. We've used up all its resources and had to get out. Well, it does make sense, too, because what they also saw was humanoid humanoid things in that base, too. Maybe we're descendants from aliens. And That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not descendants of aliens. I mean, they're aliens to us, but they, they're human, basically. That's the same. This is why we're finding all those odd objects buried deep in the earth that are like modern-day technology, like the Ankyrian mechanism. or the, Oh, was it like a compass, kind of? It's Dude, it's no, not just computer. a compass. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's yeah, like, it's the it is, You're right. It's, it's a bunch of gears... That it is just—it's not just a compass, though. It like it can pinpoint like locations of stars and yeah. stuff. And this is way before we even had the technology to do that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff we're finding. We need to do it. it I know it. And they changed the term, but I know it as problematica. Um, it's out of place um, artifact, like mm-hmm. the linen hammer and stuff like that. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll do like a 
a whole special could be done on that, but we won't do a whole special on that. That should go in. Actually, that would be really good to have with the uh, the Mandela effect, which is coming up, folks. We're doing a Mandela effect thing coming up where we talk about that, but the remote viewing. So they, they so they so but there's no way to back up or substantiate that that allegation that there's bases on Mars with tunnels and stuff. No, but they do have. I'm not sure if it's an actual picture of Mars, but supposedly there's a little uh, indentation. Uh, I mean, it's. It's interesting what they go through and what they show, but, I mean, there's no real proof that we can verify yet. Yeah. Um, Keyword, yeah. Because there's a little girl, actually, there's a little girl who's trying to be one of the first people to go to Mars. Like, this little, no, I'm serious, this little girl is, like, going through all the space programs, and she's going to be going through the training and everything. She'll be one of the first people to be sent to Mars. And this is, that's one of the main, that guy right there, he's one of the main guys. Can you read it? Is it not Lago Swan? In, in or Iago. Is that an I or an L? I. I so it says Iago G. Swan. And he's still alive and still does the remote viewing stuff. Maybe, if you guys help us, we'll help you. What happens is, if, and if we, we do, what was it, just real quick, uh, the Patreon. Yes. Um, we do have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash paranormal. Not radio, just Bump of the Night Paranormal. Correct. You guys help us, we'll help you. The idea is, with your contributions, we'll be able to do bigger and better things with this show, uh, such as maybe get an interview, like a phone interview with um, Iago or Mr. Swan, um, and uh, you know stuff like that. Or we'll be able to do investigations and have you come with us, because we can do it live. Because here's the cool thing, because Taps only did this a couple times. I was thinking about this the other day. Taps only did this a couple times. I don't know any other paranormal, I might be wrong. I don't know any other paranormal team that does this, but for the Halloween specials, you know, we watch live. Mm -hmm. But we can also do, with the cameras that we're trying to purchase for our paranormal group, you know, the night vision and all that stuff, the stationary cameras, you'll be able to watch with us. You'll be able to watch the stationary cameras. So if you see something, and you can write down the time, you can tell us, and then we can go back, and when we look at it, we can know exactly where you saw it, we can, it'd help us tremendously, I mean, we're still going to go through all the evidence, but this would help us tremendously too, because you become like, basically a member of Bump the Night Paranormal, which would, to me would be awesome, I mean, I wish there was something like this when we were starting out, to where like, I could just maybe like, contribute to a team, and then be like, part of that team, sort of, Yes. through remote viewing, haha, <laughs> see what I did there? Uh, not, not psychically, I mean like, you're actually remotely viewing the... The stream literally of the cameras. It is literally a remote viewing, yeah. Um, so, as far as the remote viewing thing goes, it's very interesting, uh, very strange. It is It is on the realm of paranormal. I told, I told. this is also one of the things, one of our listeners uh, actually did um, ask us to talk about this particular subject. So, we decided to do that. And if there's anything you guys want to hear about, then please feel free to let us know. Uh, as far as the remote viewing, do you believe it's a real thing? Do you, I mean, we'll, Maybe this should be a, a, an ending to every subject, or close to an ending, to where we talk about what we believe or how we feel about it. Right. Now, do you believe in remote viewing from the research you've done? I mean, 85% is kind of high, but once again, what proof do we have that that's not a falsified percentage? Well, w- well, with the fact, well, with the fact that our brains are so complex, I really wouldn't be surprised if we could do something like that. If we if we had the ability to tap in. To certain aspects of our brain, the things that we can do would be limitless. Look at Nikolai Tesla. The dude for fun, because he used so much, like, he had such an intelligent brain. The, the man for fun, and everybody sees him as a supervillain for this, but I, Nikola Tesla is one of the nicest guys in history. He, for fun, built a, an earthquake machine. He's like, I wonder if I can replicate earthquakes. Supposedly, it worked. So much so that the people in New York 
had to have the cops come out and tell him to stop. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to keep going. Until he started realizing it was messing with his building. He's like, yeah, I better stop. Nope. He's not a bad guy. But Nikola Tesla was like, one bad day. And I'm surprised he didn't because of Thomas Edison being an ass. Nikola Tesla, he would he would come up with all these cra- crazy inventions and people thought he was a nut job because of Thomas Edison. And Thomas Edison would just steal his better ones and use them against him. And that's horrible too. But remote viewing though, 85% is pretty high. And you 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 were onto something. That's why I brought up Tesla. Is that our we do use our brains? But if you look at the things that if we're able to teach like a lower species of a pretty much a de-evolved form of us, which would be like gorillas and stuff like that, to learn sign language and have conversations and blame their cats for ripping out sinks. True story. Coco did that. It's called a callback. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. What happened, Coco? Why is all this water all over the place? Why is this sink out of the wall? The cat did it. <laughs> yeah, love that. Gorilla. That was such a great gorilla. We need more of her in this world. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I believe you. I believe that we haven't tapped into the full potential of our brain, which is explainable by the technology and the advancement in technology that is like just, it's become limitless. I mean, like, we go from building a TV that we can't, ex- I can't explain it. We talked about this on the last one, to a TV that's like so good looking, it looks fake because it looks too real. Like, that's, does, does that make sense? His TV looks better than real life. So it looks fake. It's really strange. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's not fake news. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, like we were watching an animal documentary just to see what his TV could do. I'm like, this looks like really fake, but it looks so real. Like I can't. And it is real, but it's like. It's like a real kind of fake. I don't know how to explain it. Or a fake kind of real. I, I really just don't. I, it's like actually being there, and it's because it's not filmed on. But. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's just a weird sensation. Like, you watched in the high def of the 4K, and you're just like... Something's not right here. Yeah, it's like, what? It's like, what's going on? Why do I, I feel like I'm there, but I'm not? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not, here. but it's I'm still... I'm here, but I'm there? But then it looks like it's faked. Like, it doesn't look like real... Like, it does, but it it looks like it's doctored or altered or... Shit, just don't let Fox News hear about that. Oh, God, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't write that down. It's fine. We just attack Fox News. Who cares? Well, another thing, too, about, uh, like, uh, callbacks and stuff like that is that everything can be kind of contributed to aliens, essentially. Yes. Um, um, actually, yeah, because if we were... Think about that. If if we're evolved from humans, or, I'm sorry, we're evolved from monkeys, mm-hmm. then maybe those monkeys learn some stuff from aliens. I mean, that's why we have them plastered in our hieroglyphs and stuff like that all over the place. Everybody. And this ties into the next thing, because every culture has an alien. And they all look the same. The descriptions are slightly different, but they all look the same. So remote viewing? Well, as far as remote viewing goes, uh, I mean, it's for, as far as me believing it, I'm more of a person who wants to see it before I can say I well, believe you... it. But, I mean, I do feel like there could be something potentially out there just because, like you said, look at how far technologies came from the uh, early 50s, 60s, all the way up to now. I mean, in a span of... Well, that goes into that, once again goes into what he was saying about Especially the advancement of her brain. I mean, and the some guy was sitting there one day. Sorry, go ahead. And the advancement of the jets and stuff like yeah. that too. Yeah, I mean, but you have to look at it that way. That means there's there's advancements in our brains, unless they're telling us the aliens are telling us how to do this stuff, which I don't really think is the case. I think they came here once and maybe gave us milk. But as far as now, the advancement of our brains, you you have a guy that. Like, think about it, when the TV was made, or not even with a TV, but, like, even when film was created, or the mm-hmm. photograph, like, you had some dude sit there, like, 
I'm going to take people and then I'm going to put them on a little piece of paper. At that point, it would have been 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, what, so, like, his mind was telling it, like, his imagination. And this is why I always, like, look at the, look at the, oh, what is his name? I can't remember the author's name. 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, oh. Jules Verne. Jules yeah. Verne. Jules, Jules Verne. Verne literally took his imagination and predicted things hundreds of years before they happened. Like, with, with certain, with his sci-fi stories and stuff like that. Like, the submarine, he predates, like, it predates anything in the submarine. He predates, like, his stories predate the submarine by a lot. Uh, bring it, circle around back to remote viewing real fast, too, is that par- partially one thing that a lot of remote viewers can do is view the past, present, and future. Yes. So, which kind of ties into this, and maybe you're right, like, maybe, but then maybe, again, does that mean, like, if, if that's a thing, then maybe psychics do exist? And I'm not saying all psychics are real, because I think a lot of them are, like, just cold monetizing yeah. off of, you know, cold reading and stuff like that, like you just said. And, uh, and possibly, though, what if it is? I mean, my mom, my mom has had visions of things about to happen, and they've happened. I have. Everybody has, I think. You ever had a dream where you're, like, you, like, you have a dream, right? And then, like, months later, months later... It happens. In there. it happens, and but you don't like you don't realize it until it links up to like like deja vu. This is exactly what was going on. I've stopped fights, like I've stopped arguments with that. Like I'm like I'm gonna say something, and I know exactly what I'm gonna say, and that don't don't say that because you know exactly what the reaction is. Don't say it. Now back to what I wanted to add on to what you were saying about the book. What was it that you were just talking about? Ten thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah, uh, you know, are you familiar with Morgan Robinson? No. Morgan Robinson was the author of a book called Futility. Okay. And it was a story about this ship called the Titan. Mm-hmm. And it hit an iceberg. Oh, That's okay. right. That is right. And then yes. a few years later... Because that was in the 1800s that book was written, correct? Yep. Yeah. And then in April of 1911... No, okay. 1912. Okay. Yeah, 1912. The Titanic hit an iceberg. Uh, same thing. Like, I mean, this is cool because we're, like, we're going back... This is dealing with remote viewing, technically, because this is things people are seeing... They might not know that they're able to do this, and that's uh, ties into like maybe everybody's possibly has a psychic ability due to the fact that we just don't know how to use or control our brain. And then think about this: Orwell, George Orwell, nineteen eighty four, or was it nineteen eighty five? It was nineteen eighty. The book's called nineteen eighty four, right? Well, other than other than Nostradamus, other than twenty twelve, look at Nostradamus. Like almost everything that he predicted. No, that's somewhat. Well, I, don't I mean, know. he he did the killing of the king, which was JFK and stuff. Can be like. That kind of has been debunked. I mean, like, there's there's some that are, like, way more convincing. Like, George Orwell, literally in his book, said something like, he stood there and, he, it's like, he stood there and told them not to believe what was going on because that's not really what's happening. And then that's when everything started to go, we're dealing with that now. And that's kind of eerie. Because he wrote that in the year 1984 was supposed to be, like, the time period where it became dystopian. And that's... Yeah, like Fahrenheit, that that mm-hmm. book. The same thing. It's predicting certain things that are happening, man. And it's kind of scary that these people do this. But how do they do this? And you're right. Maybe they just maybe they're maybe because they're artistic that they're tapping into a certain portion of their brain that they do already use, but they're utilizing it in a way that it's giving them like visions, which I wouldn't doubt. I mean, like mm-hmm. there's too many coincidences and certain things. I mean, Back to the Future. I'm sorry, Zemeckis, you got it all wrong. But that's cool. Still a great movie. <laughs> not all wrong I mean the number two with Biff that kind of shows somebody else in power right now yeah, yeah. and that was the goal actually that was actually who that was based mm-hmm. on so yeah like remote viewing like people can be trained to do it and maybe that is like, like I know you say everybody that deals with it has tied into aliens but think about it though 
What if it's just these people being trained to utilize that portion of their brain? And yes, we do use all of our brain, but maybe it's them able to control something that we just subconsciously don't know anymore. Which also tax it ties back into the Ouija board. Well, it could yeah. also it, wow. It, it also it also ties this is insanity. in insanity. What was I, was I going to say? <laughs> Sorry, I just realized how insane that was. I lost my train of thought for a second. You said it ties into the Ouija board. It does, and then it also ties into hey. some poltergeist activity. Right. And because also, some poltergeist activity goes back into like the psychic powers and abilities like telekinesis. And, and not to mention our third topic for the night's also gonna yes. have some ties back to a lot of well, stuff. Well in some lore and legends there is some te- there's not telekinetic, it but was... there is some psychic abilities going on there with uh tel- telepathy. Telepathy. Because they dragons supposedly in certain areas could speak to humans yep. <laughs> through their brains. Mm-hmm. It was 14 years... Sorry, I, I just blew my own mind without being that dude, that, that one guy that's like, aliens! Like, huh! It's kind of cool. Kinda cool. Now I know how he feels without the crack. The, <laughs> the Titanic sunk 14 years after Futility was written. Yes. And you know what's weird? There was one woman on that ship that the was survived. on two other ones. Yeah, two other wrecks. That were the sister, sis, the sister ships of Titanic. Mm-hmm. And they also sang in a similar way. She survived all three of them. One was an explosion, the other... One was an explosion. Well, I mean, but it sank. Like it's, it, yeah. It wasn't like it just blew up and... Like everybody, like, I'm the only survivor! No, but could you... I'm a survivor, I ain't go get yeah, either that or Either that or if you want to get, like, into uh, my theory on that, she was just a spy. Come on, three ships? Three ships! And she survived each one! I mean, it's a possibility. We can't go back and ask her. Let's bring out the Ouija board. Let's try Bah! To ties back into it. Oh my god, everything ties to everything. It's crazy. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. That is, and that is true. Once again, there's other dimensions because everything, like, oh, I created this in a story. Well, yeah, it's fiction here, but now you just created a dimension where that thing's going around. Yep. Like, Pennywise is somewhere like, Georgie boy. Like, run. You guys familiar with Dream Recall at all? Total Recall? Dream, Dream Recall. Dream Recall. I don't know exactly what Dream Recall is, but that seems like what we were just talking about with the deja vu effect. In a way, yes, but not really. Uh, Pretty much what it is is that you can recall, like, your past dream that you had. Yeah, and when you go back to sleep, you can also, like, continue Continue. that dream. I've done that then. Yeah, you're subconsciously aware of what's going on. But I I still believe that, like, if you're going on the the whole idea of string theory, that we are exact... When you have a dream, I, I believe you're seeing yourself in another dimension. Like, I just... I think you're, like... When you're asleep, you're... You know how they have that saying, like, if you're asleep, or if you're in somebody else's dream, I can't remember what it is, but it's basically, like, if you're awake... Oh, if you're awake, I mean, if you can't sleep at night, you're awake in somebody else's dream. Yeah. And I think what we're doing is, because everything has to have, you know, what did you say, reaction? equal or Everything that happens has an equal and opposite reaction. Now, think of that, the fact that we are part of that. And when we are part of that, what does that mean? That means we're tied to that directly, which means... When you make a decision, you're creating a whole different dimension. That's why it's infinite. Because Christian could have a different outcome. They'd be like, we'd be like, hey, let's go to that show. Like, yes, yes, no. And then it'd be like, <laughs> in the other dimension, because it has to, it has to go through every possibility to keep like, everything yes, intact. Yes, yes, no, yes, no. Exactly. There's yeah. a, it's just infinite. It doesn't matter what it is. They're just infinite. Which like, is, which we is could go to the it. show and he could find a wife, right? Like, we could drag him to that show and he said no, he could find a wife. And he'd be like, no, and then we can't drag him to the show. He doesn't find a wife. So that woman goes and meets somebody else. And then it's a whole, everything has, but we're dry, we're, we're directly tied to that. But as the same thing, like, that means our souls would have to be. Realistically, if you think about it, our souls would have to be. They have to have some place to go. There is no, and I'm not saying a below and beyond, or below and beyond type of situation. I'm just saying 
Our souls have to have somewhere to go, if possible. There's got to be a ra- an action or a reaction to that action. So Equal when we die, opposite. like think of the one, the movie, the one with Jet Li. When you die, I think you jump into your other your other body, and that explains certain things. Like when you have a dream of you dying and you wake up, it's because in that dimension you did die. Now you have awoken because your spirit has jumped into another dimension, and that's why people have the whole unfamiliarity thing with certain things. Like you know, like I don't remember this, or and it and the same thing with the Mandela effect. They believe that could be a dimension that has been shut off completely. Like with the CERN reactor, that the the Hadron Collider, mm-hmm. they believe that when they they because it would theoretically, if they turn it on somewhere else, if we turn it on here to a successful here, it had to have been a failure somewhere else, which means. It destroyed a whole race of people. So their consciousness jumped into ours. And that's why we think when we see stuff like the Berenstein Bears is now the Berenstain Bears is because in that dimension, it is the Berenstain Bears. And this one's different. And this one's different. So the people that have jumped from that dimension are here. We went way off topic. No, no, we really kind of did. Yeah, yeah, but this is, this is kind of cool because it all does tie together that we as humans have some sort of conscious ability that we just don't understand and so psychic abilities could be possible but I think most of the time it's bullshit. Well, okay, I know we're getting a little bit off topic here. Would you consider um, out of, you have like an outer body experience? What's that called? Out of outer body, body experience? There's a name for it. I forgot what it's called. Sleep paralysis? No. Oh, astral projection? Uh, yeah, astral projection. Would you consider astral astral projection to be on the, on the lines of a psychic kinetic ability? Yes. Psychic yeah, believe yeah, most definitely. Same thing with sleep paralysis. You're subcon- you know what sleep paralysis is, right? Yeah. Okay. Your mind is awake, but your body exactly. is Exactly. So asleep. I think subconsciously you're you're you you have awoken, but your body hasn't physically woken. So you're psychically sitting there, like having this experience to where you're just but, like But the thing is, astral projection is not to be confused with dream recall. They're both two different no, things. No, no. Yeah. I've I have i have had an astral projection experience that I believe. It's yeah, I'm not even lying. I literally have woken up above my like I've woken up did you touch the ceiling too yes I did because I was like really close and like I'm like I'm not on a bunk bed so how am I so high up and I'm like okay this is weird and then all of a sudden I remember like looking back and kind of seeing part of me still on the bed and then right back like I fell I fell into the bed and that was like either either I was having a weird trippy dream that I'd somehow stayed awake through and, like you know like or I just had an out of body experience because that was the weirdest, either that or some ghost was picking me up and was like, eh, just walked away. <laughs> Which could be possible, you know? But I remember looking back before I fell and just seeing, like, my arm in my sleeve. I'm just like, what? Wait, but, and then I'm just sitting there, like, sit straight up, sweat, just <laughs> woke up my friend because I was sleeping at his house, like, dude, dude, wake up. Same guy that had the telekinetic experience, which is weird. A lot of weird stuff happened in that house. So, I Maybe haunting? Maybe, like... I had a I had a similar experience like that happen to me. But I, I was above my bed, and I remember I had my wall... My wall? Yeah. I had my back to the wall, so basically I was on the ceiling, and I was looking down at myself, and I saw my whole body just laying down. And then in that instant, I, like... like It was a weight of falling, and I woke up. Yeah, but the, the thing is, is, I stayed awake. When I hit... When I fell out of the bed, I was awake, and then I jumped... I, I literally sat up, like, covered in sweat, like, panicking. Like, there was this thing, like, the whole heavy breathing, like, what just happened? Well, dude, what just happened? Like, I felt, like, so weird, 
I don't know how I did it, and I think that it ties does it ties into a psychic. I think subliminally we're able to like then maybe do then, things that then, we don't know. Then maybe then maybe if that's the case, what else you what the other thing you can tie into that is say if you're dreaming about something and you get injured. Like I remember having a dream where I was hiking with my friend in the woods, and somehow we were in the mountains, and the way my foot kind of landed, it sh- it like shifted, it got caught in like logs or something, and I remember breaking my ankle. That's because, that's what I'm saying though, that's because you're seeing yourself in another dimension yeah. and it actually happened to you. Yeah. So you feel it. Yeah. Because it does happen to you, but not you. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, every, I'm saying. Every action. Has an equal and opposite reaction. Exactly. And, and I can see where remote viewing works because that's kind of like forcing yourself to have an astral projection. Yes, and uh, it can, you can feel stuff too with remote viewing. Yeah. Well, and yeah. you can also get like... If you feel no, well, this ain't like Avatar or The Matrix. Like if you no, die, then I'm okay. saying like no. I'm saying like you can unplug your stuff. Feel like someone just be like mouse hurt. Like maybe you can yeah. get a like a heart attack. They like, can feel like the targets it. actually. Yeah. But they they can actually they can actually feel and then feel others' like, pain though too. Correct. Which is yeah, that's a little different. But yeah, I, I do believe that we we might possibly have some sort of mutant type ability that we just haven't been able to tap into. I think magicians kind of... I know magicians... I know it's an illusion. Mm-hmm. But I still think to have that brain power to come up with a way to fool everybody else's mind in a way that... I don't know. Do you know how to do magic trick? I mean, like, do you know how to make things disappear in your hands? Slide in? I don't know how to... I, I know how... I, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how to do that. I only know maybe, like, one card trick, but that's it. I'm sure if I practiced enough, I'd be able to do it. But that is an evolutionary trait right there. Like, they have mm-hmm. to... Their mind has to be working on some sort of frequency. Same thing with the... Uh, contact juggling. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to make it look like this ball is just staying in place while their hands move it. So they could like do all this stuff, but yeah. that ball is like, but that's not how it works. But they have to be running on a different frequency. To I know you have to practice, but it's just like drawing or painting. You have to be running at a different frequency. Like you're using your brain in a different way than somebody else is doing. Yep. Which means that there's possibility that there's still more to our brain that we don't know anything about. I know yeah. we use it all, but we don't use it all correctly. Yep, I agree. 100%. Just like the Buddhist monks, man. Look at what they can do. Yeah. They can rest on spears. One on, two on their wrists, two on their ankles, one on their throat. And they just rest there like, yeah, what's up, dude? How you doing? Yeah, good. Look. Yeah. My, well, this uh, is how I sleep. Don't mind me. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no. My 175-pound uh, friend can handle this. No, bad. Ha, I got a spear in my car. Dude, I'm, I'm glad there's Buddhist monks becoming wrestlers now, and it's the craziest wrestling matches I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> There's one that's just insane. He does this like blind front flip where he like he does like a swat like he goes into a full swan dive over the top rope and then b- before he lands he comes down like this Ooh. and then he like lands. I'm like what? Like I need more of this. I need Buddhist <laughs> monk wrestling. But uh yeah it's it's insane what they can do and that's because they tapped into the full potential of their brains. They also believe in remote viewing in a way. They were able to travel to different places through. Um, meditation. It's kind of. I'll, I'll give you a, a reference to that. Uh, like astral projection. Ace Ventura. When nature calls. Yes. Yeah. That's essentially what that is. That, yeah, that, that Buddhist monks projection. believe they could do that. There's one. There's one that people actually believe is still alive. That I. Well, I think he's dead. But he's supposedly been in a deep trance of meditation. And they, there is there is footage of his body moving. Hmm. There's literally footage in the in the monastery of his body moving because they, they he's like mummified and he's propped up like he's praying. But it was natural mummification. Mm. Crazy, crazy stuff. But what if that's the case? What if he's just floating around, like, waiting for his time to come back? 
Mm-hmm. So he's just traveled the world astral. Yeah, those were uh, that monk thing. That's where they got the idea for those uh, things in Breath of the Wild. What things? When you solve the um. The oh, when you solve the puzzles of the, yeah. the yeah. So that's where they got it from. Yeah, it's cool. A little bit of nerdy, a little bit of yeah, that's cool. I like that. I mean, like yeah. So that's weird. Like, in a way, remote viewing is kind of like forced astral projection mm-hmm. or astral projection. Um, I don't know how long this has been going, but we, we should probably get on to the third topic here. Third and final um, topic. Yep. So the third topic we're going to go on seems to be Christian's favorite topic of the evening because he wanted to make it the, uh, the, 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 the the WrestleMania main event here, Paranormal Mania main event. So what does uh, what is our third topic there, Christian? The third topic is dragons. Yeah. Yes, that's what right. Are we, what are we covering with? Because this is a huge topic, um, massive topic, really. Um, everywhere culturally in the world has some sort of some sort of creature that resembles a dragon or is actually referred to as a dragon. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah. What, what have you what have you found upon your knowledge? Well, one thing journey? that I, I didn't realize is I, I'm gonna have to talk about the Bible real quick here. Is that in the King James Bible that was written in 1611? It mentions dragons in a total of 35 different times. I mean, realistically, you have to look, because they did refer to Satan as the dragon. Now, that was something that they bring up later on, but that's going to be within the other revisions and stuff like that. Okay. Which is ironic, too, is because, obviously, within that, you're not supposed to change it. But Well, even then, whatever. I mean, even then, nothing touched, I've just touched lightly. Satan's not, there's no, like, real reference to Satan being one entity, actually, either, so... Mm-hmm. A lot of things change and get altered, but the fact that dragons are mentioned is really strange. What other what other religions might have? Uh, I mean, other than Buddhism, I think Buddhism has a. You have the Babylonians, which is uh, the uh, Greeks. Okay. Uh, pretty much every every culture has it. Even the Aztecs. Yes. The Aztecs actually worshipped a dragon. Then did you get the name of that dragon? I did not get a chance to write it down, but I know that uh, we did look it up. Can't remember exactly the name though, unfortunately. Was it the one I said? Yes. It's like Quasalcottle or something. Like that. Yeah. You yeah. can su- you can summon them in Final Fantasy games, but yeah, it's 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 a yeah, it's a dragon like creature. And one thing too that um, most dragon stories and stuff like that or tales. Um, always center around a cave. So we do know that uh, dragons lived in caves. That's where they came out. Well, yeah, it's a dragon lair. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I mean where's something one... so big going to go, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like most of them seem to live in there. And some of them come from North, myth- North mythology as well. Yes, uh, yes, like the world serpent. Yep. I would I would consider that kind of a giant. He's a, he's kind of a dragon. Now here's something to take in consideration too is that uh, I, was, I was looking this up to um, dinosaurs. Um, I mean essentially dinosaurs being like uh, maybe that's what people have been saying seeing essentially is like a, a dinosaur of some kind. Well, that kind of I can kind of I mean it depends because I mean most most dragons. Other than apparently the luck dragon in the Neverending Story, Falcor is uh, is reptilian, right? Mm-hmm. They, they're of reptilian, uh, like kind of a reptilian. Yeah. yeah, most of them are like serpent. Dinosaurs, based. yeah, but dinosaurs. Well, serpents are still reptilian. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but dinosaurs, we're finding out, are more like birds. Uh, they're more like 
chickens. Like they're, they're the devolved. I'm not even making it up, dude. I know, I know. Um, about so the they, they believe that they have feathers and beaks and stuff like that in a lot of cases that we thought were like snouts and stuff. And it's not. It's just we're misinterpreting history because we don't know what they look like. We just have their bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they couldn't fly. Well, some of them. Some can. Pterodactyl can fly. I mean, I can see where you're coming from. And we also found, like, one of the biggest ones to fly back in 19-something. I forgot to write it down. But So, uh, so basically, what you think is, like, historically, we might have just misinterpreted things. And once again, like, we have done for centuries upon centuries. Uh, and then that there might possibly be a time where humans walked the Earth with dinosaurs? Yes. I mean, I especially within the, uh, even though there's no, like, cave paintings or anything like that, but most of your medieval tales, all those tales with dragons have some form of, like, a dinosaur S or even a giant serpent. Now, what do you mean there's no cave paintings? Maybe. I've seen lots of cave paintings of, like... Of dragons. There's no, no, there's cave, cave paintings of dragons. I believe there are cave paintings of dragons. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Um, well, Just like there's the, cave paintings of aliens. Like, one of the documentaries that I've watched said... They don't have any cave paintings. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so, I, but I there could swear they could have some some could have came to light because I know it was an older documentary that I was watching. Because um, yes, <laughs> well, because like, like I said, there's there's cave once again tying it back to last week. So then, of course, you have the Hebrew Hebrews uh, did Leviathans. So yes, that's another Leviathan, type of which is weird. How dragon? Yeah, uh, yeah. They they're not good creatures. <laughs> And then, uh, and then you have the ones in China that are more yes, of a good the, creature. Well, not really good, but it, more it, of... It varies. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them, uh, I guess a lot of them had good luck. It varies from places of origin. A lot of them had Ouija. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, from the 3rd century in Libya. Um, Libya? Yeah, that's, uh, we, we found some, like, instance, like, stories of... Oh, I think dragon. you were going to say we found, like, a fossil of a dragon. Well, no, <laughs> but the, however, that... The biggest bird that they found uh, is more of like a reptilian style bird. Let's not forget that when things die, the fossils are just that. That's happenstance and coincidental of the area that it dies in. You, you, not everything turns into a fossil, so there's quite possibility, quite a possibility that we just haven't found the fossil of a dragon yet. You see what I'm saying? No, yet is that keyword there? But well, maybe, yeah, but, but maybe what people saw. As dragons could have been misinterpreted for again dinosaurs or some other well, animal that well, didn't understand. Okay, but that's what I'm saying as well is that like when it comes down to it, we wouldn't know for a fact that you know back then, other than possibility of cave paintings or stories and legends and lore, that you know dinosaurs didn't. You know, we just by fossilization, we believe that they didn't roam yeah. together because of the different layers of the earth. Yeah. But then again, it, once again, fossils happen by certain situations. They have to. Anywho, back with the uh, dragon thing, I do find it very intriguing that the fact that uh, we've, every culture pretty much has almost the identical same thing, even though some different vary. Yeah, it's a slight different variation. But then again, that can come down to species. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And not to mention the fact that before the Europeans came, the Aztecs were worshipping that dragon. Here's here's the thing, because you say there's North mythology, and the one that the Aztecs uh, believed in was, w- w- if I remember correctly, was more serpent-like. Correct? Uh, no. Oh, really? I should do I should do research on it, but I wonder if the Indians believe in dragons. That I never never thought about that. Native Americans might have believed in dragons, but that would come down to some of their 
I mean, like Aztec, like Aztec ones. Yeah, he yeah, would follow because they pretty much all came up from South America. It wasn't really more. It wasn't like more serpent. It was more kind of like bird like normal dragon bird like. Okay, I know which one you're talking about because I've seen murals of it. Yeah, and, and even and even today in modern society, we still have animals that could almost identify. That could almost be identified. They could almost be identified as dragon like. Well, yeah, uh, we have sea dragons. Komodo dragons. dragons. Biggest one. Komodo dragons. Crested geckos. Sea dragons. Bearded dragons. But have you ever seen a sea dragon? Though is what I'm saying. Yeah. It looks like a medieval dragon. It's just underwater. Yeah, yeah. I mean the Komodo dragons exactly have the same tongue that everybody sees too, which is that. Like, and like, uh, yeah, I could see where like, like their bite, their bite would be fierce because they're poisonous. Like anybody that's been, it's not venomous. It's not it's poisonous. It's more yeah, it's more like a poison than a venom. Because it's it's it's. It's pretty much if you get bit, you're gonna get an infection and yeah. die because it's they have so many germs in their mouth. Yep. So yeah, I see. I mean, I can see the possibility there. I, you know, it's just like I, you can misinterpret. Like, I wonder if like how many times hummingbirds have been misrepresented as fairies. I, I remember a bunch of a group of uh, Komodo dragons actually feasting on like a wildebeest in Africa. Yeah, that's pretty insane. They were literally what was that? Oh, that video, that video you posted on the second episode where we wa- where I told you about the crocodile. Get eaten by the uh, snake. By the snake. Yeah. He found a video footage of of an uh, of a of not an anaconda. It's a python I mean, <laughs> eating a crocodile. I believe it. It's insane. Okay, so alligators, same thing. Dragons, giant. Come on, man. You get a fifteen foot alligator. I would be like dragon. True. Look at the alligator snapping turtle, for example. Well, not, Bowser, like, not dragon like, but I mean, that's what annoys me. Bowser. Also, from, no. Bar, ba- if every okay, if every Koopa is a turtle. Why is Bowser a dinosaur? He's not. Just like Yoshi's not a dinosaur, he's a lizard. Yeah. Because it's lizards versus turtles. Bowser is a, an alligator snapping turtle. Look so, at it. So you got a lizard, an alligator, snapping turtle, and a plumber. Yes. Makes sense. Things that are supposedly found in sewers. Sounds about right. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, it was a bit dirty. We, we jumped into the nerd thing here. Um, uh, obviously, this has been happening for thousands of years. I mean, China, about 6,000... 6, 600,000 years ago? No, not 600,000. No, 6, I was going to say, China's not 600,000 years old. 6,000 years ago. Well, I mean, it might be. I don't know. 6,000 years ago, sorry for that little tidbit. I mean, they believe that the uh, dragons can be as small as silkworms all the way up to, like, big, huge things to fill the sky. That's not, and I don't, I, don't, I don't doubt it. I mean, come on, man. Like, sugar gliders. We didn't know sugar gliders existed for how long? I mean, we now know that they do. And then, like, look at this. And uh, how do you think in like Romania and stuff where uh, Dracula and things happened? What, hold on, but how do you, what do you think they got the idea that he turned into a man-sized bat? Why do you think they think vampires turned into a man-sized bat? Do you know why? Because they these things called flying foxes. Mm-hmm. They're so adorable. I want one as a pet. Uh, they pretty much have a six foot. They can get a six foot wingspan, which is yeah, that's human size. You know, roughly. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure what that word is. Gargler? Yes. Gargler? Gargler. Yeah, that was uh, the one in... So you're talking about like gargoyles one, at that point. That was uh, one that uh, is in England, France area. That was one of the dragons that they have. What was that? then evolved into gargoyles, which is why you see them guarding things. Well, you do realize those are a sign of, like, good. Yes. Like gargoyles? There's a different, protectors. different kinds of... All different kinds of species of dragon. Yeah, okay. That reminds me of the animation gargoyles. Well, Jordan Peele's trying to make a movie of that. Yeah, I know. Yay! Anyway. What was that animal you mentioned? The flag fox? Yeah. I want to look it up. 
Yes, uh, the flying fox is pretty much a dog with wings. Mm-hmm. It's insanely huge, but they they mainly feast on. Get this, they feast on bugs and fruit. They 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 aren't carnivorous as far as I know. They don't. They're like, no, they're not. But people people would misrepresent them or not misrepresent them, but misinterpret them as oh they're coming from Vlad's castle. He must be a vampire with a bat. It turns into a bat. These things are so adorable. Which, by the way, I think we might do a topic on... What, Vlad? Vampires. Oh, vampires. Yeah, of course. It's terrible. It's more interesting truths about everything, too. Dude, at time, vampires were like the witches of that time that people were being hunted down and like accused of being a vampire. You, you know that, right? People I mean, would even go, go as far as to going into the cemetery and digging up the grave and putting a stake in a yes. dead body's heart. Of course, we'll talk more stuff. about that more later them in concrete. More, yeah. more <laughs> of that yeah. at a later date. We're, jump, we're jumping targets, uh, Tommy's here. But yeah, it goes into the same thing. Like everything's got, Everything is pretty much misrepresented or misinterpreted. And we still don't know how, uh, where we got the idea for them breathing fire, though. Well, there is, is there is an actual... Somebody did attest that there is a quite possible way that they could breathe fire. But then again, maybe the breathe fire thing comes from something like the Komodo dragon. Like, when you get bit, the, the the infection looks like a burn after a while. Like, it turns black and, like... Right. Gangrious. Yes. So maybe that's what that is. It does look like a charred piece of meat. I mean, they, I mean, I don't know. I mean, dude, how do, how do electric eels produce electric? Electricity, yeah. Oh, sorry. Electricity. <laughs> it's okay. Like, you know, there's, once again, things in this world we're not going to... There's whole remote jungles in Brazil. Like, not Brazil. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, like Brazil. Brazil, too. In South America, Brazil, all that area. I know Brazil's part of South America, but there's jungles that, dude. There's people in there that don't even know we exist. Yeah, I mean, we're still also finding things in the Galapagos too. Really? I know we have. I know they have those awesome swimming iguanas that look like uh, Godzilla that can like stay underwater for like an hour. Yeah, I remember watching a documentary of a lizard trying to go on the beach, and he had a maneuver around a whole bunch of snakes. We're getting. That's funny. That's so funny. It's sad. He survived, man. Oh, that's good. Nice, yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, so what else you got on the on these these dare ding dern dragons? Um, obviously they differ between uh, the third century to the seventeenth century. Different like styles of them, uh, like we discussed. But I mean, the whole fact that they've just been around for so long. I mean, there's got to be some truth but, out there. As, as I said when we were talking about this, it's, to me, is an implausible coincidence. Yes, there's too much there to be. To, I mean, to be like, we didn't really communicate with the Chinese that often until we did, and then that turned out horribly, because you know English people are assholes. Yeah. Sorry, it's not a bad word. It's in that case, it's true. I mean, the English Empire and all that that like, we spread like wildfire to everything else. Yes, yes, we did. I mean, that's uh, one thing with the Aztecs is what uh, the Aztecs dragon that they were talking about. He, um, they supposedly think that he can transform into a human so what happened was that he uh was like i guess made fun of and got sent away and then when the spanish came back to the aztec area to pretty much conquer they were trying to be nice to the white man but that didn't work out and then obviously they thought that he was the one that brought that wrath down upon them (laughs) as a human now wait a minute because there's that there's that leader, that Aztec um, leader. I think he was Aztec. It might have been mine. It's when you drink the water in uh, Montezuma. Mm-hmm. That's not what he turned into, right? Like he, that's not who they're referring to. Because like 
that when you drink the water there and you have really bad bowel problems afterwards, it's called Montezuma's Revenge because apparently when he was like forced out, he like cursed the water. Do you have one of those star- stories kind of like tie into each other? Is what I'm saying. Maybe his dragon form was Quasilcoddle or however you pronounce it. It's a weird, weird way to spell it. Uh, here is information on the uh, Aztec one. Oh, that, thank you, because you gave me a way to pronounce it. Sort of. <laughs> like, I it's Quetzalcoatl. Uh, so yeah, like koala, but quaddle. Okay, so Quetzalcoatl. Uh, wait, hold on. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Nohatl pronunciation. Um, okay, so forms part of Meso Mesoamerican literature and is... A deity whose name comes from the Nahuatl language and means feathered serpent. That's awesome. Or Quetzal feathered spirit. Still cool. The worship of a feathered serpent is first documented in Teotihuacan. Okay, if you do know how to pronounce these things, please let us know. I don't want to butcher. I'm not butchering it on purpose. I don't want to seem like an insensitive guy or anything. I'm just trying to like bring to you some information. Uh, so it's first documented in the Teotihuacan in the first century BC or first century AD. Wow. Yep. That period lies within the late pre-classic to early classic period, 400 BC to 600 AD, of Mesoamerican chronolo- or chronology. And veneration of the figure appears to have spread through Mesoamerican by the late classic period, 600 to 900 AD. That's his human form. Okay, I know exactly which one you're talking about. You've seen, trust me, you've probably seen him because uh, if you actually, I think in the road to El, El Dorado, he's also shown in some of the you know like the the artwork uh and a lot of temples and stuff if you look at aztec and mayan temples i think they share some of the same deities because there's very similar uh figures there uh he's he's pretty much the one with like the like the spikes all over him which are feathers and uh and he's usually holding a snake and that's that's his human form you've seen it look i'm telling you right there you've seen him there's different versions of him but it's pretty much all the same Um, and he's holding a looks like a doll of himself which is kind of strange <laughs> oh, wow so I mean like there's even like books from like ages ago that have him in there from mm-hmm. like different people visiting or, or you know being like a, uh, an explorer in that area in the post classic period 915-1980 the worship of the feathered servant deity was based in the primary ah he did he made, it, he made it to Mexico as far as their religion a Mexican religious center of Cholula. Uh, it is this period that the deity is known to have been named Quetzalcoatl by the Aztecs. By his Nahua followers. I'm butchering this. I should stop reading it. Um, it's okay. You're doing better than he's I. He's the Aztec god of wind, air, and learning, which is. He's actually in a Zelda game, technically. Oh, yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. Okay, so cool. So even, even Japan knows about this certain deity that's kind of cool uh apparently uh he wears around his neck uh a, a wind best breastplate i guess it says like the spirally validated wind jewel uh, so it is made of conch shells so okay so i can see where this like ties into a lot of different uh religions which is weird mm-hmm. like i wonder if uh i wonder if like the uh i've never seen moana but i know that the the race or not the race but the uh i don't know how to explain it the people that they're based on, the Samoans mm-hmm. and the Hawaiians, they also... I wonder if they have dragons, now that I'm thinking about it. Because they have a lot of, like, kind of similar traits to Asian culture and then Southern American culture. Mm-hmm. 
that was a cat doctor stuff. You don't have to. You don't have to edit that out. Just, just tell people what it is. But I, I wonder. I wonder if the Samoans do have dragons. I mean, I've never seen Moana's or any sort of like serpent or anything in the water. Uh, I know they had a, a monster den, but I don't remember. Like uh, in the water, I have to show it to you. It's a good movie. In yeah, it's well. Yeah, is that Pixar? That's not Pixar. Disney. Well, yeah, it's, it's just not. It's not Pixar. What I'm saying. So yeah, I mean, like dragons. Like once again, implausible coincidence. There's no possible way that there was not something out there that existed that you know was was this, was similar to these creatures. There there can't be. There's too many recollections. Of it. Same thing with aliens, man. Like everybody that has seen an alien has described them very similarly, and then they've been able to do so in ways that now we can classify several ones of different races. That's weird. Well, if if we find anything about Samoan dragons, we'll uh, which sounds like a really awesome wrestling tag team. Thing. It does. The Samoan dragons. Come on, the man. Usos. The Usos. Yeah. They already got their thing. So, as far as dragons go, do you have anything else that uh, you've written down there on your little page there, you scribe? Well, that's all I have. If you want to take a quick gander, um, has anybody here had an experience Jor- with a dragon? Jorman Jormungard was a creature of Norse mythology who is said to live in the oceans that surround Midgard. Body forms a circle around the entirety of Midgard. It's World Serpent. Yeah. It's supposedly one of three children of Loki. There are dragons in Norse mythology, though, because even in the new... Oddly enough, nerd thing. Even in the God of War video game, the new one, you have to you have to actually, like, free several dragons. Uh, but the World Serpent is... Yeah, I know I know a little bit about him. Uh, but, yeah, it's pretty much... He, he pretty much brings up Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um... Alright, so I'm going to go over here. So we've gone over the stuff in the Bible. We've gone over Libya. and So, like, I mean, I wonder... So there's all those countries in, the like, those desert areas, like the Middle East and stuff. And here we go. Here we go. Cool. So, Christian just brought to my attention that there are actually... This is, is this um, Samoan or Hawaiian? Hawaiian is in the same... Not always. Okay. Not always. Well, it's, I guess, Hawaiian partially. Um, okay. Um, a long time ago, uh, this, is a, this is the legend of Puna... The dragon goddess. A long time ago in the old Hawaii, there were two goddesses who were worshipped in the temples. Kihuani and Huamia. Yeah, you're just making me butcher things. Why are you giving me this stuff? I sound like an insensitive dick. You're doing your best, okay? I am doing my best. I apologize. I really do. If you if you, if you, you were Hawaiian or Samoan and this is part of your beliefs, please, please record or please find this. And then uh, we'll, uh, we, you know, we'll put you on the show because I don't want to butcher your heritage. That's like the last thing I wanted to do. Okay, so when it was time for Huamia, Huamia to marry, she took Puna, the chief of Oahu. It's Oahu. I said that right. Don't hey, I said that right. As her husband, what Huamia did not know, however, was that Kawani wanted to take Chief Puna for herself. One day, Puna and his people were traveling around the island looking for a good surf spot. Is this real? A surf spot in ancient times? Did they really... This yeah, is, they surfed back then. They surfed when? What do you mean when? And what? why does it say South Africa's rich history? What did you hand me? I'm not... I'm, I'm just... I'm not gonna read this. I... This sounds... Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, dude... This sounds like a... This sounds like a young adult story. You know, like for a novel. Like, Hawaiian games instead of Hunger Games. We're just... Oh, well, that's part of their myths and legends. Are you sure about it? Because I don't want to read something that's not real and then get flack for it. Uh, yeah. It's real. Surf spot. Yeah, I mean, they surfed back in the day. Clearly. Anyway, I'm not, okay, we won't read the whole thing, but yeah, look up Puna the, the, the Dragon Goddess. 
I don't know. I just I don't know how old it's surfing also is. Also, the top one too. Moo. All right, it's, it's from game. Maui Magazine. I'm gonna give you guys a shout out. Oh wait, this is different. This is the Sacred Spine. What did you? That's not the top one. I just clicked on the top one. Totally different story. Yeah, I know. Then why did you say it was the top one? I'm just saying it's a different story about. Oh, oh, dragon. okay. Oh, okay. I thought you meant that was a, okay. The dragons of Hawaiian lore inhabit island waters, sometimes as protective deities, sometimes as shape-shifting threats. To those who understand the culture, these muo are more than myth. The muo exist on Malaka'i. Or Mal- I know how to say that. I can't. Malaka'i. 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 So basically, what Christians brought to mind or brought to me, as far as evidence goes, well, not evidence, but there are stories of Hawaiian. And quite possibly Samoan dragons. Other than that, I just find it weird that there's so many... There's no there's no fossilized evidence of dragons, per se. But then again, we don't technically know if we're putting dinosaurs back together correctly. Mm-hmm. So what if a pterodactyl doesn't exist, and instead it's a tyranodactyl that's a T-Rex with wings flying around like, Give me food! Like, we don't know. We don't know. Not a conspiracy theory. Just, just throwing that out there. Um... So, I mean, we pretty much covered dragons. We pretty much covered everything we were talking about. Yeah, I mean, well, it's cool, too. So was there from... anything in the paranormal news this week? Oh, go ahead. You were going to say something. Uh, what I was going to say is that what's interesting, too, is that the, the fact that even gargoyles span from dragons. Yeah, that is, that is kind of cool, actually. Especially because those are like a sign of... Uh, they're supposed to protect churches and people from demons. They're guardians, basically. Yeah, that can only help you at night. I guess that's I guess because lore that's when demons were out the most. Possibility. Well, I mean, possibility. I mean, kind of. Well, look at the. Uh, it's funny because it yeah, got tied into this with paranormal investigators, like the one that robbed a car, stole a car, and became a jerk from a paranormal state. There was they would always do that stupid thing, the witching hour, like where they just that's the only time they do an investigation is for like three a.m. to like a certain time. Like, stop. The witching hour isn't real. Stop. I get it. That's the best time for black magic to work. Because it's the witching hour. That's, that's an old myth. It has nothing to do with paranormal investigation. Yeah, I don't see any like actual news other than what we discussed last time. <laughs> the girl that talked to trees? Yep. So apparently there's a girl that talked to trees. Saved her family by talking to a tree. He's going to fall. And he, and he warned them. He's like, get out of the tent. Get out of the tent. I'm falling. I'm fa- oh, you're going to give me the story. I was doing such a good job. What <laughs> <would> you... <laughs> All right, so this is a first... A first-person um, account of, I guess, a story about a girl who's eight that talks to trees. My ear, my eight-year-old niece, Amelia, talks to trees. She spends all her free time outside whispering to the leaves and listening for replies. I used to think it was a silly game, but then something happened that changed my mind. You see, I'm pretty sure the trees talk back. That's, that's weird. Amelia has always loved trees. Tree hunger. I'm sorry. I'm just, okay, I'll, I'll be serious about this. When she was four, she snuck out of her room one night and fell asleep under an old pine tree in the backyard. Her parents were terrified when they found her missing. When they demanded to know why she'd left her bed, Amelia said the tree was lonely and had called to her for company. Another time, a large fire broke out a few miles from her home. Amelia didn't sleep for days and became so exhausted that her mom took her to a pediatrician. When the doctor asked what was wrong, Amelia said she couldn't sleep because the trees were screaming. Up until this point, I thought Amelia had just... An overactive imagination. I thought the trees were her visions or version of imaginary friends and it was a phase she'd eventually grow out of. Now I'm not so sure. Last weekend, several members of our family got together for a camping trip. 
We reserved a couple of large campsites to celebrate the upcoming 4th of July holiday. The sites were near a lake, but Amelia wasn't interested. While the rest of the kids played games or splashed in the water, Amelia spent the day introducing herself to the trees. That night, Amelia and I shared a tent. Around midnight, she woke up screaming. He's going to fall. He can't hold on much longer. She began yanking at the tent zippers, screaming that we had to get out. I tried to calm her down, but she wouldn't listen. He's falling. He's falling. He's falling, was all she would say. I was groggy and disoriented, but something in Amelia's tone chilled me. I followed her out of the tent without bothering to grab my shoes or socks. Not even 30 seconds later, one of the trees crashed down and flattened our tent. If we had been inside, we would have been killed. Things were pretty chaotic for, after that. But once we were settled, Amelia grabbed my hand and said the tree was sorry. He didn't want to hurt us, she said. He just couldn't stop. I, I stopped because this doesn't make sense the way that it was worded. He, it says he, couldn't, he just couldn't stop, stay up. Uh, what I think she meant to say, he just couldn't stay up. Can my niece truly talk to trees? I don't know. But if she has another warning, you can be sure I'll listen. It's pretty interesting. I mean, there's a possibility of it. I'm like, once again, uh, supposedly, I know this has been July 8th of this year. So that just happened four days before this lady wrote the story. I think you're going to show me April 1st. I was about to smack you. <laughs> so, I get, once again, it just kind of ties into like the psychic abilities and possibilities. Because think about it. I mean, like, there is some periods, I don't know how accurate it is, but there are stories around there that uh, scientists have found out that plants do feel and know that they're being killed when they get killed. That's like uh, the myth, the myth, that's why we go off talk here. It's like when the Mythbusters did a special where um, they had two, they had two um, greenhouses yeah. and they would scream at them. Yeah. One was positive stuff and the other was negative stuff. Uh -huh. They noticed that when you scream at them, when they screamed negative stuff at the plants on one side of the spectrum, they got withered out and they died pretty quickly. Yeah, well, think about that. That ties into like, I think everything life-wise is connected. Like, I know you get vegetarians and stuff that are like, no, plants, they don't feel anything. Maybe they do. Think about it. If you kill fungus on one side of a, of a forest, that same type of fungus, which is probably connected through the ground and the trees, will die on the other side of the forest. There are people that believe that fungus are like the most intelligent life form when it comes to scale that keep everything going in the earth, that we've killed so much fungus that... We are destroying the earth because it's it, it is it's like a natural. Think of think of the earth being a brain, okay? The fungus are the are, are literally the the brain waves or the uh, what are the, there's a certain word for me. Uh, the neuro. The guy said this. There's actually a TED talks about this. Um, it's like that's the the neuro like the neural paths or something like that. They're all connected. They all have their functions. And when you do, you kill if you kill a patch of mushrooms on one side of the forest. It could be connected to an entire patch of fungus on the the other side of the forest, and it, yeah, it, it's connected. It's like an interweb of like of a, of a life form that is, it is. It's pretty much the perfect life form at that at that that point. It grows out of nothing. It grows out of decay, and then it links together and it forms this like neurological net. Mm -hmm. And and maybe she can. Maybe she can like. Maybe she's tapped into it. Maybe maybe there's rumors about plants being able to feel. Because I know there's there's certain plants that, like, if you touch, they'll literally, like, fold in. Yeah. There's a certain... It's called, like, the shy something. It is. It's like a they're, shy shrub or something like there that. There are carnivorous plants as well, too. Yeah. Yes, there are carnivorous plants. Venus yeah. flytraps. There are plants that heal. There are plants that kill. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Once again, I'm like, maybe everything's connected. Once again, we'll connect everything back, which is weird. 
maybe maybe we're connected to plants in a way somehow. I mean, like maybe mentally we haven't figured it out. Maybe she can't talk to trees. I mean, that's a pretty if that is a real story and not just a fictitious thing. That little girl was able to save her and her aunt from getting crushed because the tree's like, dude, I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna get out of the way. I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna fall. I had too much to drink. I'm gonna fall. Just move, move, move. And it and it did. It fell. If this is a true story, the fact is that she knew that either, once again, she's talking to trees, or she's a psychic, and she's tapped into an ability that we can't figure out or explain. And once again, who's to say that that doesn't manifest into different things? I like the belief that you talk to trees. I think that pretty much covers our topics. We kind of went off topic on the dragons, which is weird because Christian made this seem like the main event. I thought he had, like, uber amounts of, uh, of um, research. You know, well, I mean, I did. You had you had a good amount of research, but you made it seem like you had like all these stories to tell and stuff for you. Well, I mean, if I actually wrote most of them down, I would have had. I just yeah. ran out of them. So. I so <laughs> I guess I mean I guess that's it, right? I mean, we did the paranormal news for the week, uh, which is a little off from. It's been a couple of weeks since that happened, but you know, it's cool. And, and I'm probably on the video version of the of this podcast on the YouTube channel. I'll probably. Uh, either link the documentary or put it snippets that I found for the dragon thing. Yeah, yes, please do. And uh, if you have, uh, d- don't and don't be too much of a jerk when you show footage of trees falling over on things. I know that's probably what you're going to do. Um, I might just show the story did, like I did. Did they mention what kind of tree it was? Why does that matter? I was just curious. Are you a treesist? No. It matters which tree it was. All tree lives matter. Maybe maybe you're like all trees matter. That oak. All oak the same, man. They just sit there in the woods. They don't get a job. They just get drunk and fall over. Like, is that? I mean, is that what you are? Is that you're you're a treesist? A tree hugger? Is this your special bush? That's all I thought of. All I thought of that scene from uh, Harold and Kumar that's, go to White Castle. That's horrible. This little girl is like eight. Tree hugger? Is this your special bush? That's <laughs> all I thought of. Sorry, we have to have some fun on the show. You guys wouldn't like it if we didn't have fun. Anyway, yeah. also, um, real quickly too. Yeah. Um, Matt found something interesting. That he's... Is it the white or the gray lady that you're related to? I'd have to look it up. Um, I don't know why this is like she found her way in, a, in my home. Um, apparently, I, I, I do have to go back and look at the what my dad had told me. There's a famous ghost somewhere, I believe, on the East Coast. I want to say it's like near the Pennsylvania area, more so than the East Coast. But uh, Pennsylvania's on the East Coast. I was being thorough. Shut up. Okay. All right? All right? I don't know my geology so well. Alright. Apparently, I'm... Apparently, one of my ancestors is the Grey Lady, I think is what it was. And I thought that was kind of interesting. My dad doesn't believe in spirits or ghosts. But the fact that he's like, yeah, you do. And apparently, one of your, like, great, 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 great aunts or something or the other is is possibly the Grey Lady. Or it could be in a house that one of my ancestors had. I don't know. I have to go back and check. But apparently, I might have a ghost... That I'm related to. And I'm kind of interested about this. There's, to me, not been any paranormal investigation groups that have done this. If if I'm related to this ghost, supposedly, and we go investigate, maybe she'll answer or talk to me because I am her, I'm her descendant. It's a possibility. I mean, the thing about it, that's a trigger. I'm a, I'm a human trigger at that point. I'm a human trigger object mm-hmm. at that point. And I think that'd be cool to go test it out. So this is, once again, this will this will tie back into something. The Patreon. Stuff like that will be possible with our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Bump of the Night Paranormal. 
I, I'm not going to say donate because people hate that word, but if you want to contribute to us, that would be uh, awesome. In fact, that would be amazing. Uh, you'll get. We'll have new things coming out for it. Um, different tiers right now. It's just shout outs because that's kind of all we can do. Uh, we will have merchandise coming out soon too. Uh, so please, uh, I can't stress enough, go and check that out. Uh, listen to us. Like, sh- like, like, share, subscribe on any platform that we're on. Comment. Comment. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about. We'll research it. We researched the, for another person, we researched a remote viewing. Yeah, and uh, Matt will probably research more about his great lady ancestor. I, I'm going to, actually. I gotta, because... And we could probably bring that as a topic one day. Well, it, it will be a topic one day, but I also have to stress that I would love to go investigate. Maybe we can get that done, but we would need the help of you guys. Like PBS... We're pretty much nothing without you. Uh, I don't like asking for money or relying on that kind of stuff, but this th- this situation, this is more of a be part of us and help us find the truth to paranormal. It's kind of what it is. I think I've said enough. Uh, you can check us out on like nine different platforms. Yep. You can share with your friends nine different platforms. We did a we did a live video at the beginning of the show, sort of for uh, what was. Live it was a live me. stream. It was like live me. Basically, I went on there and I uh, gave input as to who we are, what we're trying to accomplish, what we talk about every week. Every week we have three different topics that we try to come up with, or more if we can convince you know some of them. Yeah, one more if we can convince other. Or comments. we have specials. We have yeah. specials coming up. Too, yeah, specials coming up. Which are going to be like a mega. You know, like it'll be like a maybe like an hour special on uh, at least an hour special on like, yeah, one, on one the, topic that we'll cover and do yeah, well, a ton well, of research on. Like the Mandela effect, or you know something along those mm-hmm. lines. It's something that needs more time than just a few minutes or whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. Christian, did you have anything to add? I don't really have anything to really add, other than uh, we we're on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're literally on every single platform SoundCloud. that we can get to. Um, that's yeah, SoundCloud. So it's more than nine iTunes. platforms, um, but we do have everywhere. So. Follow us, share us, like us, subscribe, comment. We're literally everywhere. We are going to start making list videos soon. I know. It's been done by everybody. But we're going to do something different. I want our list videos to be powered by you guys. So if you have stories that you have dealt with with Paranormal, let us know your story. If your story is awesome, which any Paranormal story generally is awesome, we'll rate it, judge it, what we think is the best, and we'll put your story on a ten, like like a list of the best ten of... Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we'll, we'll share your story to everybody. And, you know, if you make number one, maybe we'll send you a shirt or something like that once we get those going. Uh, you Do we have the merch thing up and running? Is that, that coming soon? or? Uh, the merch thing, we do have the store up, but it doesn't have anything up there quite yet. Uh, f- uh, once I get everything nailed down, I will post it, share it, tweet it, all that good stuff. Um, and then... On our next podcast, next episode of the podcast, we'll also verbally announce announce it. All right. So I think that's it then. I think we've covered everything. We covered our three topics. Now I'm gonna ask this: Do you guys uh, feel like we did a good job tonight? I think we did pretty good. Yeah, we did a great job. I think we did great. Of course, I wish that I had a little bit more information on the dragons but i do problem is is the internet seems to be a hard like i remember in the back of the day like the internet was like you can find anything on the internet yeah it was great then now it's like flooded with you know 
hoax and stuff. Ho- like that. Yeah, hoaxes and things like that. So I guess with that being said, uh, once again, thank you for listening. If there's anything you'd like to hear about us talking about or tweet us, tweet comment, us, uh, Facebook, everywhere. Like I, like we said, yeah, we, we are everywhere. We are literally we're everywhere. So with that being said. This is the end of Bump of the Night Paranormal Radio, episode three. I'm Matthew Ferry. I'm joined by my co-hosts. I'm Christian Sakara. And I'm Patrick Palella. And remember, if it bumps in the night, we bump back. Have a haunted evening. <laughs>